This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, October 31st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, two American college students were among the more than 150 people killed when a huge Halloween party crowd surged into a narrow alley in the nightlife district in Seoul, South Korea, this school said Sunday. Anne Gieske, a nursing student from northern Kentucky, died in the crush of people on Saturday night. Gieske was studying in South Korea this semester with an education abroad program. The University of Kentucky also has two other students and a faculty member there, but they have been contacted and they are safe. 20-year-old Stephen Blessy of Georgia was a second American who died. It remained unclear what led the crowd to surge into the downhill, uh, downhill alley and authorities promised a thorough investigation. Witnesses said people fell on each other like dominoes and were stampeded. They said about 100, uh, 154 people were killed. 153 of them have been identified as of Monday morning. If you look at the layout of what happened, there was it, seemingly no way this amount of people could not have died. I mean, it was a very narrow. They were going from a wide area into a very narrow area. Yeah, it was a choke point. Yeah, and I had heard that they, there was rumors that a celebrity was at a... And they were trying to get uh, there. They were trying to get there, and there was some sort of party going on, and word sort of permeated the crowd, and then this mass migration took place. Oh, my gosh. What was, like, probably so fun in the beginning, you know, all these young kids having a great time, and it just turned into this. More than 80% of the dead were in their 20s and 30s, and 11 were teenagers. Police say six people were shot outside Trilogy Nightclub in Philadelphia's Northern Liberties neighborhood. It happened at 3.30 on Sunday along 6th and Spring Garden Streets. Police say four women and two men, ages 26 to 37, were among the victims. One victim was placed in critical condition at an area hospital. Five others were placed in stable condition, according to police. Captain John Walker says the shooting started with an argument inside the nightclub and continued outside. The fight turned physical, and that's when a man pulled out a gun and fired into a crowd. No arrests have been made. The Powerball jackpot has risen to an estimated $1 billion after no jackpot winning tickets were sold for Saturday night's drawing. The estimated prize for Monday's drawing marks only the second time in the lottery's 30-year history that the jackpot has risen to a $1 billion, according to Powerball. The cash value is estimated at $497.3 million. The Powerball numbers drawn Saturday night for the estimated $825 million prize were 40, 19, 57, 31, and 46. The Powerball was 23. And the power play was three. Uh, players were given a chance to win the second largest prize in the game's history. Six tickets won a million dollar prizes on Saturday's drawing. Powerball said California and Michigan uh, both had two winning tickets, while Maryland and Texas had one apiece, the lottery said. Uh, the largest prize in Powerball history was $1.586 billion sold in January of 2016 and shared by three winners in California, Florida, and Tennessee. You know what I've never really, or maybe I have, and I just don't remember, uh, the, the stats on like the number of players. Plays that are purchased, right? When you know you get a big beefy. Oh my god! I, I'm gonna go ahead and play. I don't normally play anyway. Like how many tickets are sold? Because then that would start to you know fall into the the law of averages. Of right. If right. There are you know 300 million plays sold. Well, there's a chance that one of those is going to be a winner because right, you got right. one in 300 million opportunities to win or something along those lines. But um, I'm going to buy tickets with the help. Yeah. yeah. Why not? A billion bucks. Yeah. That's yeah. like a billion. That, 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 that would get, that would yeah. get you through. Billion. Yeah. yeah.
Uh, six tickets matched. All, oh, we, we already did that. Okay. Um, <laughs> more than 2.1 million tickets. Uh, one cash prize is Wednesday, totaling $21.1 million. So some people won some money. Yeah. Uh, the Powerball jackpot was last one with a ticket in Pennsylvania, which won $206.9 million jackpot on August 3rd. The overall odds of winning the prize are 1 in 24.9. The odds of winning the jackpot are 1 in 292.2 million, according to a statement from Powerball. Powerball tickets are $2 per play. Tickets are sold in 45 states, the District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Ticket sales cutoff times uh, vary by jurisdiction, but they are typically one to two hours before the scheduled drawing. So make sure you get them uh, before the drawing. In sports this morning... After splitting the first two games in Houston, the Phillies and the Astros are in South Philly tonight for Game 3 of the World Series. Noah Syndergaard will get the start for the Phillies. The Astros will send Lance McCuthers Jr. to the mound. The first pitch is scheduled for just after 8 o'clock. The Eagles beat the, beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 35-13 to yesterday afternoon. At the link, Jalen Hurts threw three touchdown passes to A.J. Brown in the first half and finished with 285 yards and four touchdowns overall as the undefeated Eagles improved to 7-0. and The Birds are on the road Thursday night and will take on the Texans in Houston a night before the Phillies and Astros could return to that city wow. for a potential Game 6. The Philadelphia Union are going to the MLS yeah. Cup Final. Wow. Wow. The team will head to Los Angeles to face the LAFC after coming from behind to score three quick second-half goals and beat defending champions New York City FC 3-1 at Subaru Park in last night's Eastern Conference Final. The Union advances to the MLS Cup for the first time in the club's 13-year history. The match will be on Saturday afternoon in Los Angeles and is set to begin at 4 o'clock. So unbelievable. The Sixers are on the road tonight with a game in Washington against the Wizards. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. And the Flyers are on the road tomorrow night with a game in New York City against the Rangers. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Certain enough to get uh, excited about over the weekend. And then we fall right into uh, Halloween on a Monday morning. We welcome you to it and we are happy that you are on board and as a special little treat for you ladies and gentlemen this morning we are giving away tickets to the world series for tomorrow night's game four at park that is correct we are doing this courtesy of our friends at budweiser we thank them so much yeah for giving these tickets and an opportunity for you to win a pair today this morning on the Preston and Steve show, we will start it roughly about an hour from now. All right. And what we are going to do is a contest called Fill in the Blank. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's a name. There is a name of a Phillies player. All you have to do is guess who that is. You fill in that blank. And then you win those tickets and you go to game four. Now, we're going to help you out along the way. We're going to some clues as we begin. So what we will do in the next segment, our little entertainment report we do, at the very end, I'll give a clue. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll take three callers, see if we can get a winner. If we don't, we'll give you another clue. Then we'll take a break, come back, take three callers, and see if we get a winner then. And it goes on and on until by the end of the program, somebody is going to go to game four that listens to the Preston and Steve show. It's going to be amazing. Call your friend yeah. who you want to be a part of this, and, and you guys can have a, uh, a, a pact that if either one of you wins, 
uh, you will take the other to go to the game. So get teams ready, listening this morning, all set to play, and stay with us because you need to hear the clues in order to win. Set up a pact. When it comes down to it, renege on the offer and sell the additional ticket. You can do that, too. Oh, my God. That's up to you. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll get that started a little bit after 7 o'clock, so prepare. Uh, Other than that, uh, we have a few other things that are going on this morning. Uh, We have a new Word of the Week prize. Five hundred bucks from the Bagster. The Bagster. We will give that away. Need the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize, and uh, we'll have it at the end of our show. And then we have uh, tickets to this, that, and the other as far as giveaways go. Uh, for other things that we're going to get into this morning. So uh, let us go ahead and take a break and come back in a second with the Entertainment Report. Uh, Stupid question. Need to come up with a Halloween-themed question for you, which we will do in a moment, Uh, and uh, some various stories from Celebrity Land. So we'll take a break and come back as the sun will be up shortly. Be ready on a Monday morning with us. Back in a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, and probably other places. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A reminder, by the way, uh, the Phil's tickets courtesy of our friends at Budweiser. So listen for your chance to win, and we thank them for giving us to it. The King of Beers. You can enjoy this medium-bodied, flavorful, crisp American-style lager during all the big games this weekend. Now, we're going to give something else away. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see live. Uh, They're going to be playing uh, November 18th at the Excite Center inside Parks Casino in Ben Salem. The question I have for you, um, in most of the polls that you see as far as uh, Halloween candy goes, number one is the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. question I have for you is this. What was the original name of the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup? Mm-hmm. Uh. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. What was the original name of the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup? All right, I'm going to go through some birthdays today, being the 31st day of October. Uh, and there are several celebrities that have Halloween birthdays. Uh, we'll start with uh, Jane Pauley, newscaster, former Today Show co-host, 72 years old today. Still going. Is she? Yeah. I, 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 I think she's really pretty. <laughs> she, and she know? thinks you're pretty cute. Yeah, does she? Yeah, okay, she okay. said so on many uh, occasions. She hosts uh, CBS Sunday Morning now. Yeah, and does a good job. Another cutie, Piper Parabo, has her birthday today. First time I saw her was Coyote Ugly, right? Yeah, yeah. that's what I remember her from, mainly, yeah. Uh, cheaper by the Dozen, a few other movies. She is 46 today. Uh, Rob Schneider has his birthday. He's a Halloween baby. Yeah. Uh, Deuce Bigelow, the hot chick, obviously, Saturday Night Live. He is uh, 59. Number of seminal characters that he created. Yep. Uh, Larry Mullen Jr. plays oh, drums for the band U2. <laughs> what? I, oh, God what's damn a, it. What's a good, what's a good, a good drumming drum song? U2 song. Um... Uh, well, you can start with um, Sunday Bloody I Sunday. Will Follow, Sunday there Bloody Sunday. There you go, Sunday, Sunday Bloody Sunday. That's the one that I wanted. And um, God damn. Bullet with Butterfly Wings. No, no, that's that's Smashing Pumpkins. Don't play that. There we go. Yeah. 
What's the one I was thinking of? Guy. There you go. Blue Sky. Yeah. Thank you. That one starts off with drums, <laughs> if I remember. But anyhow, Larry Mullen uh, Jr., great drummer, by the way. Definitely unique style, all his own. Like this song. This is this is a cool lick that he's got leading into this tune. Uh, he turns 61 years old today. Uh, director Peter Jackson has his birthday. Incredible. Lord of the Rings trilogy, King Kong, and so on. And he turns 61 years old today. It's your birthday. <laughs> well, happy birthday to you. Uh, he's quoting a Beatles song. What's he working on next? Has he got stuff coming He's up? got things. Yes. Oh, he's working hard. Uh, if you look at the uh, trilogy, the original trilogy, what an incredible undertaking. And yep. the consistent quality. Just yep. amazing. And remember, he was behind uh, the Beatles' Get Back, too. All right, too. He's the guy that uh, went back and... He got uh, back. Refurbished all of that uh, that footage and turned it into an amazing experience as opposed to the kind of lackluster feeling we had from the original documentary of Peter Jackson is 61 years old today. Uh, actor Dermot, uh, Dermot Mulroney. Oh, okay. Yep, My Best Friend's Wedding. Um, about Schmidt, Young Guns. He is 59 today. Is he in uh, Righteous Gemstones now? Dermot Mulroney? Oh, wait a minute. I think he was in that. You couldn't quite tell if he was a good guy or a bad guy. Am I thinking of the... I, I, I get him and another actor. There's a lot of Mulroney's. Oh, or Dermot's or Dylan McDermott's or Dermot Dammit's and... <laughs> What the hell is it? It's been a few months since I've seen it, and there were a lot of people in that show. should be a moratorium placed on names that sound like that. Uh, anyway, he's uh, 59 today. Uh, Stephen Ray, the actor who was um, uh, in The Crying Game in uh, V for Vendetta. Yes. He's the detective or the inspector in V for Vendetta. He's also in Citizen X. Ah, okay. About the uh, Russian serial killer. Okay. And he's excellent. He's 76 today. Uh, it's Dan Rather's birthday oh. today. Dan Rather has a Halloween birthday. Happy birthday to me. I'm sure I've said that before, but I don't remember that. I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah. He is uh, 91. Is he still oh, doing his, his interview show? I don't know. Um, I watched uh, a few years ago, I watched a couple of those, and uh, it was cool because he just took a kind of, you could tell it was a little more casual. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, he's, he's one of the all-time greats. Says his main desire is to get back to his punk roots. Oh, know? really? So we hope to see some new stuff from him. Uh, Brian Doyle Murray, brother of Bill Murray, and has been in tons of movies that Bill Murray has been in, and uh, outside of uh, Bill's scope of films as well. And he's one of the writers, too. He ends up writing a ton of stuff. Yeah, Yeah. I always thought he was his dad because he just (laughs) looks looks so so much older. But he uh, he pops up in uh, in Caddyshack and uh, Groundhog Day, but uh, also in uh, movies like JFK and Wayne's World. And he's great in Get a Life, that series with... uh, um, God, Chris um, um, Elliott? Chris Elliott, yeah, it was tremendous. Second season, he was hilarious. He's 77 years old today. Uh, Justin Chatwin, I brought him up because he's on the show Shameless, Kathy. Oh, yeah. I don't know who he plays. But... Um, you know what? I stopped watching plays that. Plays Dermot Mulrooney. Really? <laughs> well, I, I mean, listen, it, it was so many seasons. Okay. <laughs> and so I kind of trailed off. Oh. But, like, I'll occasionally go back. He was early on, Kathy. He was Steve, remember? Yeah, he... he uh, and yes. he kind of, like, disappeared. Uh, yeah, he, well, he got killed, I think. Well, that, that, that'll disappear uh, no. you. Yeah. He came back after, well, we'll talk after the show. All right, no, yeah. they threw him Spoiler alert. alert. Yeah, but I think he showed up after he was on. Did they show him dead? Were they at his actual funeral? No, they left okay. it open to, because I, Very I, convenient. Always, I always hoped that he would come back because right. I liked him and Fiona in that first season. Yeah, same. But she left eventually, and yeah. so I think he was. We'll have a blog about All it right, later. Yeah. All right, yeah. Very good. Uh, so he turns. Look for the new show on Saturday night. Thank you. He's 40 years old. What happened to Steve? All about Shameless. The What Happened to Steve episode. 
Uh, it's also Willa Smith's birthday today. Ah. Daughter of Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith. She was just a musical guest on SNL. Was she? Yeah. yeah. How was she? Uh, it's okay. I'm, it's not my style of music. Okay. Uh, she did the I whip my hair, right? Yeah, now so. she's completely um, shaved, uh, you know, head-wise. She's 22. I don't know what's going Stop it. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I made a blanket you statement. Make your own, you make your Ice own comment dirty. What? Yes. I'm <laughs> completely shaved. I do. How would you I didn't know the other parts. Uh, by the way, Casey, before we uh, go on to the last birthday here, uh, there's nothing on our phone screen. There's nothing on there. Nothing on there. So I, can, I don't know if anything is written or what, but I don't know who to go to. I just see phone lines on Let hold. me see. I can't read it. There's no there's no words on it. Uh, so she's 22. And the last birthday I saw is Eddie K. Thomas, oh who played, uh, fin- played Finch in the American Pie movies. Yeah. Uh, and he is, wow, he's 42 years old. He had a sh- brief show with Brad Hall. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. And uh, I haven't seen him work a lot. No. I don't know. I have no idea what he's up to. I just mainly know him Doesn't as keep in touch. Finch uh, from the uh, from the American Pie movies. But he's 42 uh, today. All right. Uh, we have uh, we have our words back on the uh, right. on the screen now. So I have I words. I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. <laughs> All right. Let's see. If we... All right. <laughs> Effort. Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to the question. What was the original name of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? 215-263-WMMR is the number. And first caller in was Scott. So we will go to Scott. Hey, Scott, good morning. Happy Halloween. Same Happy Halloween. to you, Scott. All right. So uh, what were the original name of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, please? Penny Cups. Yeah, they were called Penny oh. Cups. Because yep. they cost a penny at the time. Not anymore. Scott, you got it right. We are giving you a pair of tickets to see the band live, presented by WMMR Friday, November 18th at the Excite Center inside Parks Casino in Ben Salem. 21 and over show. Tickets are sold out, and you can check out other great upcoming events at parkscasino.com. At the box office, number one was Black Adam, followed by Ticket to Paradise, Pray for the Devil, Smile, uh, then you have Halloween Ends, Till was number six, Lyle Lyle Crocodile, number seven, then you had Terrifier 2, uh, The Woman King, and rounding out the top ten was the movie Tar. I saw that Liar Liar... uh Crocodile, yeah, it was. It was actually really good. It was. Good. We left, and Jace is eleven, but he's still, you know, some of the the animated stuff. He'll like. It's not fully animated, but yeah, uh, <laughs> we left, and he was like. I want to get a crocodile. I was oh like, my God. No, no, they don't all sing and dance. We, yeah, no. we can't do that. Um, Kath, was that, that's not the movie that you were trying to, because you were looking for a movie that had a cat yeah. in it. Oh, no. The, the cat movie ended up being a documentary. I thought it was a movie and it was in the theaters, but no. Steve and I figured out oh, it's a documentary okay. and I think it's like in limited theaters and it'll be on, you know, streaming soon. Yeah, they're probably doing that to get uh, a, a possible Oscar consideration because it's a documentary, but I've heard good things about it. You talked about it, Preston. It's about guys and their cats. Yep, yep. All right, well, we're going to start with uh, people in their costumes. Yes. Uh, naturally, the Kardashian family went all out for the holidays. Kylie <laughs> Jenner shared her Bride of Frankenstein costume designed by Jean-Paul Gaultier. Come on! Uh, uh, to Instagram on Friday. One of the images she shared even shows her strapped into an old examination table. Meanwhile, Kim wore a stunning costume as Mystique from X-Men. And Kendall Jenner spiced things up as uh, the Jesse character from Toy Story. You know, <laughs> did you see that outfit? No. Yeah, everything is sexy, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to see them go as like a baggy pants clown. Um, <laughs> no, I'd like to see the uh, the picture of uh, of Jesse. So it was a sexy Jesse? You know what? It was, yes. It was a that sexy was Jesse. Yes. Okay. 
And uh, Kylo was Bride of Frankenstein. I saw those pictures. That was pretty, yeah, they're all super duper hot she also, photos. She did two. She did Bride of Frankenstein and then she also did Elvira. Nick, and, you don't just do one these days. Of course no. not. Yeah, yeah. But the Elvira one, I mean, it's super hot. Yeah, it's pretty hot. Do you remember That's when you like, go? That looks like a stripper outfit. Yeah. When you sure. were a kid, Preston, you'd ask your mom to take you to Jean Paul Gaultier's outlet sure. to get your Halloween costume? Yes. I remember the old days. Uh, so, Carrie Washington. Come on. Oh, wait a minute. What? Kendall also did Sexy Woody? Yeah. No, that's not Woody. No, that's Jesse. Jesse. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah. Hey, Jesse. But Jesse isn't sexy. And they, they made, they made sexy. Jesse I know. sexy. Uh, yeah. No, Jesse's sexy. Hanging out. Jesse's cute. But yeah. it's cute. Hey, but, in the original cartoon, was her ass hanging out? No. But literally, she's got uh, essentially like a bikini bottom made of dem- denim. Come on. And then uh, chaps on. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, Carrie Washington dressed up as Lionel Richie. That was good. Dancing to You Are in an Instagram video. Okay. What? Sorry, you just said Lionel Richie. Did you know that he did a cover of his own song, Easy, with uh, Willie Nelson? No. Did you ever hear that? I never okay, heard Okay, back to you, Preston. All right, and then we have Jessica Alba and a friend dressed up as the twins. From the- just in a oh, this <laughs> Lionel Richie did a cover of his own song with Willie Nelson. We go down to Jimmy Lachevsky outside of Willie Nelson's tour bus. He's not up yet. All right, thank you, Jim. Okay. Uh, it was only a second. It was no, only it was actually second. very brief, and we yeah. appreciate that. Uh, so Jessica Alba and her friend dressed up as the twins from The Shining, and Paris Hilton went out as Sailor Moon. Who is Sailor Moon? Anybody know? Is that from a kid's book? I, I remember Good Night Moon. And... Oh, maybe that's what I'm oh, thinking. But... Japanese anim- animated series. Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, memorable couples costumes include Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox's Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Josh Jamal and Audra Mari making fun of their age gap by dressing as Anna Nicole Smith and J. Howard Marshall. That was actually oh, really well done. Nice. That's a great he idea. He had a walker and everything. Uh, and then Riverdale stars uh, Camila Mendez, Lily Reinhardt, and Madeleine Pe- uh, Peshu, uh, Pesh. I'm not sure how you say her last name. Uh, but they apparently dressed up as the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus. So uh, the celebs getting into the swing of things. All right, so we're moving on to some other stories here. We'll start with Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen. Uh, after it was reported for weeks that they were having marital issues, uh, the pair took to Instagram stories on Friday to confirm reports. No big surprise, but they are divorcing after 13 years. Now, I heard that they are completely divorced now, that, yeah. that, that everything is signed Everything has been taken care of. It's over. So Giselle, over. Giselle wrote, over. "It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over." Okay. Giselle wrote with much, <laughs> with much gratitude. <laughs> with much gratitude for our time together, Tom and I have amicably finalized our divorce. My priority has always been and will continue to be our children, whom I love with all my heart. Uh, we will continue co-parenting to give them the love, care, and attention they greatly deserve. She also shared that they thought uh, that though they have grown apart, she wishes uh, the best for Tom always. So, yeah, it's done. I want him dead. They finalized it. Uh, for for his part, Brady wrote, In recent days, my wife and I finalized our divorce from one another after 13 years of marriage. We arrived at this decision amicably and with gratitude. 
uh, for the time we spent together. We are blessed with beautiful and wonderful children who will continue to be the center of our world in every way. Uh, he added that they will continue to work together as parents. So if they were able to do it this quickly, if they were able to, yeah. you know, the, the paperwork had to have already, already been in motion a while back. Yes. But because you also have to, uh, a judge has to. Okay. And he did. So he said, uh, and I think that came down on Friday of last week. So um, I, the exact phrasing was, where the hell is it? Um, okay. Uh, have been restor- uh, restored to the status of single mm. and unmarried. Right. Per a judge. So, um, yeah. What kills me, though, is that it seems that everything I've read about this president has to do goes back to that. He was supposed to retire. She felt he wasn't spending enough time with the kids. And the draw, I mean, I guess when you're the GOAT, when you're that dude... He couldn't tear himself from it, and that was that. Yeah, you know. And they, I'm assuming they had made an agreement with it, each yes. other, and she's like, "Okay, clearly my th- that meant nothing to you, right?" You know, so whatever, man. They're done. Uh, and speaking of being done, uh, legendary rock and roller Jerry Lee Lewis did pass away October 28th, just short of a month after celebrating his 87th birthday last September 29th. This is the second time he's died this month. That's, that's right. Yeah, it was originally reported last week, but it took a while. Uh, he died due to complications from pneumonia at his home in DeSoto County, Mississippi. Uh, and the killer, as Jerry Lee was nicknamed in high school, by the way. Uh, got that in high school. Yeah, came of age as part of the legendary Sun Records roster in the 1950s alongside Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, and Carl Perkins. In fact, there's a picture of the four of them together standing around. A, you know, Elvis is sitting at the piano. They're all standing around with guitars and stuff. And you're like, wow. Yeah, yeah that room? I mean, just the absolute legends amongst each other right there. Uh, although he grew up with uh, similar influences as his label mates, his music had a much harder edge. Uh, his acrobatic piano playing, much like his personality, was rowdy and dangerous at the time. And often illegal. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Uh, earlier this month, the killer was uh, finally inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Too ill to attend the ceremony, old friend Chris Christofferson personally presented the coveted award to Lewis at home. Uh, and with the 2021 death of the late Don Everly, Jerry, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis stood... As the sole surviving rock and roll pioneer, having outlived Don's brother Phil Everly, Fats Domino, Little Richard, Chuck Berry, Bo Diddley, Buddy Holly, Eddie Cochran, Gene Vincent, Carl Perkins, and the King Elvis Presley. As he predicted, he indeed was literally the last man standing. Uh, In February 2020, he had suffered a minor stroke, forcing the legend to postpone a string of dates. Uh, Back in October 2009, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis had opened... uh, both the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 25th anniversary concerts in New York City's Madison Square Garden. In 2013, it was reported that producer T-Bone Burnett was working with The Killer on an album that was to be released in conjunction with the HarperCollins publication of Lewis's recently published memoir, Jerry Lee Lewis's Own Story, as told to Pulitzer Prize-winning author Rick Bragg. So far, no release date on the album has been announced. Uh, he saw only three songs hit the top ten yeah. of the Billboard Hot 100 during his career. Uh, it was uh, Crazy Arms was his debut single. It didn't do much of a stir, but 1957's Whole Lot of Shaking Going On was a record that broke through for Lewis. The song first sold 100,000 copies in the South, and then the appearance on Steve Allen's show catapulted sales to 6 million nationally. Great Balls of Fire was another 1957 hit for him, sold more than 5 million copies. Whole Lot of Shaking Going On and Great Balls of Fire were simultaneously in the top five 
of the pop, country, and R&B charts. And in 1958, uh, he saw a third record hit the top ten with Breathless. That became number seven. Great if I'm wrong, but Great Balls of Fire was a song about a severe case of the crabs, correct? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, if Unfortunately for his career, he was the subject of popular scandal, too. The fact that he married his 13-year-old cousin in 1957 cost the respect of many fans and forced him to cancel a U.K. concert because the fans were so outraged. It's like, well, what? Uh, what to do? Since then, he's, rema- he's remarried several times and endured well-documented demo- battles with the IRS, drugs, and health problems. He was married seven times. Uh, he was also a bigamist at one point. He married. Uh, he was married to two women at once. Yeah. And two of his wives died under really mysterious circumstances. Oh, wow. So apparently the nickname The Killer might have actually had some um, levity. Uh, um, uh, validity? Validity. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, uh, uh, in a number of those cases, Nick, he actually dated outside of his family. Well, that's yeah. nice. No. As you can imagine, a lot of Is the mommy taken? rock and roll community uh, paid tributes to him. Ringo Starr, Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, Rod Stewart, Elton John, John Fogarty, Gene Simmons, and the like were all uh, commenting on what a great influence he was. Can't, can't that, take that away. And that he definitely yeah. was. Uh, let's see. A few other things. How about uh, this one? TMZ reports... Uh, the boxer Floyd Mayweather supported Will Smith in the days following the infamous Oscar slap at a private screening of his new film Emancipation at the London Hotel. With Mayweather in attendance, Smith said, I want to say something also about Floyd. So we've met each other. We've seen each other around, but we weren't like friends. And the day after the Oscars, for 10 days, he called me every day. And he was like, hey, you know that you know you the champ, right? You good? Uh. You know you're the champ, right? I want you to hear I my. Know! I want you to hear my voice say it. Smith said that was every day he called me, and it's like that. Uh, that's my dude forever, right there. Please leave me alone. Yeah, what? What? <laughs> I love how how Will is kind of painted as the, the victim. victim. That's exactly what I thought. It's how you holding up, man? It's is stupid. your hand still sore? Yeah, right. <laughs> dude. What? He got up and hit him in the face. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Come on. <laughs> Poor guy. brother. Yeah. yeah. Put, put some ice on your hand. Which one did you slap him with? <laughs> was it your bitch hand? Yeah. <laughs> was it your bitch hand? <laughs> Jesus, right? God. Guess what? <laughs> Ten times. Leave it up! Yeah. Is that the support you want from Floyd yeah. Mayweather? I know, right? You know, like a guy that's mm-hmm. been uh, convicted of battery and domestic mm-hmm. assault. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Will Smith. Okay, I know. I'm leave me alone. Yep. All right. Uh, how about this? Rebel Wilson on Saturday took her Instagram to comment on the Australian Press Council's ruling that the Sydney Morning Herald breached two of its principles in an attempt to out Rebel Wilson earlier this year. Uh, she wrote, just seeing the news that the Australian Press Council has condemned the Sydney Morning Herald with their jur- uh, and their journalists for their recent grubby behavior and trying to out my same-sex relationship. And while I don't personally ask for any action to be taken, I am glad that this has been officially recorded and recognized. Their actions did cause Ramona and I a lot of s- distress. And while we've remained classy, there are still pains from having to rush this news publicly which we are dealing with. You know, Neil Patrick Harris had to do the same thing because uh, they were about to tip his hand, and he just said, ah, the hell with it. I'll yep. just come out, and it worked out for him. 
Uh, she added, uh, we move on, focusing on all the absolutely amazing new things in our life, though. Uh, sending love to everyone. Where There's an Instagram picture up on the uh, screen here and there. Look at that spread, Kathy. Yeah, that looks good. <laughs> That's an incredible array of... Uh, of desserts. Yes, they're going to dive in. Uh, in a recent interview with uh, WSJ Magazine, Maya Rudolph said that she did not have a good time during her first appearance on The Late Show with David Letterman in 2009. Uh, she said, I didn't have a good time. Uh, he said my name wrong, and I just sat there. Like, I grew up my whole life in love with you, and my heart is now broken, and I'm sitting here embarrassed and humiliated. I didn't know how to handle it. Uh, she said that now she tries to be funny when she's uncomfortable. She said, I didn't know how to come up with something funny to say. My public persona muscle wasn't strong yet. I love Maya Rudolph. When I was reading this, I was like, was he doing it intentionally or was it just an no. honest mistake? No, she said, uh, I've definitely gotten much better. But he, he that happens and then she has to sit through the interview. Right. And it, that's all she was thinking about. Oh, I got you. So she said Letterman later apologized in the episode. Yeah. And he said, I'm so sorry that I mispronounced your name. I'm just a boob. There's no excuse for it. And from the bottom of my heart, I sincerely apologize. He introduced but, her as Julie Jerkoff. But oh, when, forgive me. But when she, he did it, I mean, she was like, you know, yeah, then she yeah, couldn't yeah. even concentrate on the rest of the interview How because of that. I don't know. I didn't hear I didn't hear an did audio clip of what he said. Yeah, it's be your first name. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. it was uh, Maya Rudolph. I'm not really sure. So this was a pretty cool little story. In honor of Julia Roberts' 55th birthday on Friday, a resurfaced interview revealing an incredible story about her birth has been circulating. It turns out when her parents couldn't afford the hospital bill after she was born, Martin Luther King Jr. and Coretta Scott King covered it for them. Is that a mind blower? Isn't that wild? Yeah. Uh, in the viral clip, Roberts explains to Gail King how her parents, Betty Lou uh, Bredemus and Walter Grady Roberts, became friends with the civil rights leader. She said, my parents had a theater school in Atlanta called the Actors and Writers Workshop. She said, and one day, Coretta Scott King called my mother and asked if her kids could be a part of the school because they were having a hard time finding a place that would accept their kids, uh, referring to the effects of segregation in the 1960s. She said, and my mom was like, sure, come on over. And they all became friends, and she said they helped us out of a jam. The King family paid for my hospital bills. That's amazing. Isn't that? Billy Carter once paid for me at a toll booth, but that was <laughs> not as exciting. It's still kind, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, Henry Cable announced on Saturday that he will be leaving The Witcher after playing the lead on the show for three seasons. He also shared that Liam Hemsworth is going to take his spot. So the main character is being replaced... By Liam Hemsworth, who is now, Henry Cavill is a, a huge Witcher fan, but I guess, yeah. you know, the, his main motion picture duties are calling him away from this. Cavill uh, wrote, my journey as uh, Jolt of Rivia has been filled with both monsters and adventures, and alas, I will be laying down my medallion and my swords for season four. Uh, in my stead, the fantastic Mr. Liam Hemsworth will be taking up the mantle of the White Wolf. As with the greatest of literary characters, I pass the torch with reverence to the time spent embodying, uh, is it Geralt or Geralt? Uh, I think it's Geralt. Geralt and enthusiasm to see Liam's take on this most fascinating and nuanced of men. So this was a video game he'd played for years, pressed and loved it, and then got the role. <clears throat> and excuse me, was ecstatic about it, but it is kind of weird. You know, there have been a handful of shows where they've changed the the lead. You know, like it's uh, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But this was supposed to be the final season of the series anyway, so maybe it won't impact that much. 
Uh, according to Entertainment Weekly, by the way, Hocus Pocus 2 has become Disney Plus's most watched movie ever. <laughs> wow. What? You can't escape the no thing. Way. The much-anticipated sequel is the biggest opening for a streaming movie ever recorded by Nielsen. Audiences reportedly watched uh, 2.73 billion minutes of the film. <laughs> wow. Any of you watch it? Billion. No. Beating out Encanto at 2.2 billion. My, um, I, I don't think it's been on yet in my house, which is weird because my wife and, and daughters are, like, big fans of Hocus the Pocus first fans? movie. Yeah. yeah. People yeah, we, were fanatic about it, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, the day that it aired, yeah. several people said to me, like, happy Hocus Pocus tonight. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Okay. I was like, I, and I didn't get a chance to watch it, but, well, yeah, people were fanatical. Do you know what one popped up into the uh, into the streaming recommendations as well? That um, Halloween Town or whatever it is, that the one with Debbie Reynolds? Yeah. Um, is that the name of it? Is it Halloween, Halloween Town, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Suddenly that's now listed. Remember, it wasn't last year. You wouldn't see it. Somebody brought it up on the show, and a couple. everyone was saying, oh, my God, I yeah. love that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was almost, uh, it was like this little gem, this yeah. little underground thing that, right. that not everybody knew. I think it might have been like guilty pleasure, and then people yeah. started sharing that they loved it, and then everyone was like, yeah, I like it too. So right. I've forgotten about this. I yeah. noticed now that it's placed in those suggestions. Yeah. Well, Steve, I did make sure I watched Hubie Halloween this year. Hubie, I did as well. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> it's, it's, it's your hocus pocus. All right, and then uh, finally, Deadline reports that a second WandaVision spinoff is in development at Marvel Studios titled Vision Quest, which is interesting because that was a movie in the 1980s. Does he join the wrestling team? Maybe he joins the wrestling team and just beams them out of existence. Uh, The series is expected to follow Paul Bettany's Vision character as he tries to regain his memory and humanity. Do you think the theme will be crazy for you? Yeah. yeah. They'd have to throw a little nod in there or something like that. It is interesting that he did not show up in uh, Doctor Strange uh, Multiverse of Madness because, you know, she was such a huge part of it and he was a big part of the series, obviously, and then you sort of... They just kind of let it go. She was so madly in love with him that yeah. she created this. That was the whole premise of yeah, it. Yeah, uh, along with the kids. Yeah. All right, we are now ready for clips. The two devious demon brothers, Wendell and Wild, have to face their arch enemy with the help of the nun sister, Helly, in Wendell and Wild. And in this clip, director Henry Selleck explains why he loved having Key and Peele in the movie. They were so surprising. They could play anybody. And um, they were so good at, like, pulling the faint. I think they're, I don't know, the best comedy duo ever, the best sketch artist ever. Um, they're, maybe they're both. I don't, I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't think I want to see it. Uh, when I'm Wild is out on Netflix now. Next clip. Caught between two warring clans, the son of a notorious witch responsible for a deadly massacre tries to find his place in the bastard son and the devil himself. And here, star Jay Lycurgo uh, is talking about the title of the show. Yeah, I mean, like, we didn't have that title straight away. So Half Bad was the first title for months and months and months to the point where we're changing and we're trying to be the best for this new title. But the, the boss of Sun and Devil himself, yeah, definitely I felt like it needed that edge. And especially when the title changed, it made perfect sense. I don't, I don't, wanna, <laughs> I don't think I want to see it. The Bastard Son and the <laughs> Devil himself is out now on Netflix as well. And uh, that's it. That's the last story I have for you this morning. 
All right, we are. There's so much excitement today. Is Halloween? Yes. Uh, we have uh, the union won the conference uh, finals. How amazing is that? And so they're going on to the championship. The Eagles are still undefeated. And ladies and gentlemen, Game Three of the World Series comes to Philadelphia tonight. We have your opportunity to win tickets to Game Number Four tomorrow night. And we're going to do a little contest called Fill in the Blank. It's pretty simple on the surface in that we have a name written down. It's blank right now, but we'll fill out the name if you get it right. And it's a Phillies player at some point in the history of the team. And all you have to do is guess. So what we'll do is I'm going to give away a clue right now. We will return. We'll take three callers. We'll let you take the guess. If you get it wrong, we'll give away another clue, and we'll continue that way through the course of the morning. If it's looking like we're having a hard time getting it from three callers, we might take more uh-huh. later on. All right, so your first clue for Phil's tickets to the game tomorrow night, courtesy of our friends at Budweiser, is for the entire time he played with the Phillies, the team played in the National League. 215 263 WMMR. They've always played in the National League. But, uh, so. For the entire time he played with the Phillies, the team played in the National League. When we come back, we're just going to let you take that uh, that clue in. Don't call right now. When we return, we will tell you when to call in. That should have narrowed it down. And then we will take <laughs> your calls, and we will start eliminating people yes. from the roster. So right. you want to make sure that you're writing these names down and the clues down. Stay with us through the morning. Let somebody know that uh, that you're in on this contest and maybe you can win together It'd be a pretty sweet deal. I don't know if you realize but you gave away two clues in that. You said he. Oh, man. oh my god, I don't believe it. Oh, All right. Preston. We'll get the callers in a moment. Stay with us on this Halloween morning of the Preston Steve show. Preston and Steve's 25th annual Camp Out for Hunger, supporting Phil Abundance at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Starting Monday, November 7th, they'll be live from inside the Bimbo Bakeries USA broadcast tent. Hey gang, your support has always been amazing, and we're hoping you can help out again. Plus, we've missed your faces. Come enjoy some Dunkin' Coffee, have fun, and say hi. Donate non-perishable food items at our drive through drop-off with volunteers fueled by Pepsi. Or make a donation at WMMR.com and at the register of your local Acme Market. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Made possible by Coors Light and Ariglio Beverage. The Keystone Mountain Lakes Regional Council of Carpenters Local 158. Local 8 Stagehands. United Rentals Reliable On-Site Solutions. TRG Mid-Atlantic and the General Building Contractors Association. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. We are going to have your chance to get tickets to go to the game tomorrow night, World Series, game number four. And I wanted, uh, Casey's like, what kind of some music should we play? I, just, I want something heroic. Heroic. It could be a heroic moment. If you win these tickets and you take someone with you. And we have one clue given out so far. This is the way it's going to work. We're going to take three callers. If you get it incorrect, well, if you get it correct, we'll give you the tickets. You're going sure. to the game. How about that? But if you don't get it right... At the end of this segment, we'll give away another clue. Then we'll break and come back, and we'll take three more callers again. We'll keep doing that throughout the morning until we give these tickets away today before the show is up and is courtesy of our friends at Budweiser, the king of beer. So, three callers now. Let's see if we can get a winner. We are going to go to Matt, who is our first caller. And, hey, Matt, good morning. Hey, good morning. All right, Matt, for the tickets to game number four, fill in the blank. Who is the player? Jimmy Rollins? That is incorrect. 
Guest number one out of the way. Let's go to Jeremy. Jeremy, good morning. Hi. You got a chance at tickets to game number four. Fill in the blank. Who is it? Michael Jack Schmidt. It is not Michael Jack Uh, Schmidt. Sorry, we'll take one more caller, and it is Brian that we'll go to. Brian? Well, he just took my guess. I'm going to go Tug McGraw. Tug McGraw, incorrect. That is three out of the way, so you can eliminate Jimmy Rollins, Mike Schmidt, and Tug McGraw. They are not the Philly that we are looking for. I will give another clue at the end of this particular segment. So make sure that you stay with us if you want to win those tickets because the clues are going to be essential. And uh, listening and staying with us through this morning could get you those tickets to game number four. They will be given away. Yes, they will. All right. So uh, with that, think about uh, the fact that people are going to tonight's game. Mm -hmm. It's Halloween. Yes. As well. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Nick, you you going? I lucked out. I yeah. got a pair of tickets for tonight. My, my brother surprised me, which was a really generous of him. And uh, so I'm going to take my dad, which I'm very excited about. My dad took me to the World Series in 1993. Wow. And uh, I, I took me out of college. Uh, and I went and saw Game 5 of the 93 World Series with Kurt Schilling pitch. They won 2 nothing. So I'm taking my dad tonight. Uh, and my brother wants us to dress up in the tuxedos from Dumb and Dumber in order to get the tickets. <laughs> I, I said, I don't know if my dad's going to be able to pull that off. But I'm gonna, I think I'm going to do a costume tonight. I'll wear something. Now, is your dad... Is your dad going to take you guys trick-or-treating before? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're going okay. to go around Society Hill. Because I think that's going to be the great sort of um, mathematical f- equation tonight. Right. Effectively getting out for trick-or-treating all the all the baseball fanatics who are going to be absolutely tied to the TVs and everything. Yeah. So I'm anticipating an earlier strike. Yes, at 803... <laughs> It will all stop. I'm anticipating. Uh, so usually around my house, stuff starts to kick in around 6. I'm going to figure we're going to probably start around the 5 range, even maybe yeah. in, in that general range, uh, and see how that goes. Maybe. Yeah. You, you guys don't have, um, so none of your kids are actively, except for you, Kathy. Yep, we're a- Actively trick-or-treating. What, no, no what? Caroline's going out. Oh, okay. Yep. But you don't have you don't have to obviously she's of an age. She, I, yeah, I don't have yeah. to walk through yeah. the neighborhood and do that whole routine <laughs> anymore. I loved doing that when Ben was little. Like it, it, it was, was great. It's yeah. really fun, and, and you can you can be drunk Superman. I was, <laughs> but you can like, <laughs> when right. I would take my my son and my nephew out. We would go into this townhome community, and it's really fond memories for me. Well, and Caroline and I used to do uh, uh, like team costumes yeah. for years, and then oh, stopped I a couple when of it years ended. ago. You were crushed. Oh. It's Broke my heart. Uh-huh. I thought we would keep. doing Doing what? that until she was 35 years old. <laughs> what is she being this year? I don't know if I'm supposed to tip oh, the hand or okay. not. Because maybe let it you be could dress up and like run behind the Or did oh I God. say something on the air? You about t- no, you just told us. You may have told us off the air. Yeah. Right? I'll, I'll go ahead and tell. Okay. She's going to be, uh, uh, her and her friend are going to be uh, Jack and Rose from uh, Titanic. All right. Oh, Here's yeah. what you can be. Yeah. Billy Zane running after yeah, them yeah, with a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great right? idea. So get dressed up. Don't let them know. Don't let them know. Get a gun. And get a gun. Right. And come running after them. Or I could be Molly Brown. Yes, you could be. Yeah, dress as Kathy Bates. <laughs> That'd be good. But there, 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 there's actual interaction. Yes, and you're right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, we have Nick mentioned townhouses, so that's um, where we go trick or treating. And it's like it, the t- when you live near a townhouse community, it's so easy because also the kids yeah. kind of just yeah. go. They run around. You really don't have to worry about the cars or anything like that. And it's it's so simple. And it's a ton of houses. So that's what we'll do tonight. So I, Kathy, I was buying. Uh, I was adding in some extra supplies because. You know, we we get hit fairly hard. I mean, and uh, so I'm getting the candy, and the guy looking across the candy um, display at me goes, "You get a lot of trick or treaters, huh?" And I go, "Yes," because last 
even last year, I got a couple hundred. You know, you have, and wow. and I'm complete opposite. I know yeah. you get a ton. We talk about it every year, and I get a handful of people. Yeah, right, maybe right. That's it. And I live right at the top of where all of the kids go to trick or treat, but they just don't make it all the way to my house. I think. Right, yeah. right. We have a busy neighborhood. We have like 300 homes in our neighborhood, and it's uh, it's a yeah. perfect trick or treating yeah. neighborhood. It is. It's very safe. It's easy for people to get around. Houses are. Large, but they're closer together. They're mm-hmm. not, so you're not. Yeah, you can cover. That's what kills me. And you know, in some areas, um, like in their parts of Maniunk, where you know, wherever the houses are close together, boom, 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 yep. boom. Right. Uh, when we where we used to live, I was really surprised with how well, we lived on a cul-de-sac, right? And it was like down the hill. So I think people just bypassed our street altogether. But a cul-de-sac would be perfect. But even still, like when we took the kids out, like I was like, where is everybody? Yeah, you know, or like am I misremembering how busy Halloween was? You know, from when I was growing up, because it seemed like everybody was out. But when I went out, I'm like, man, there's like nobody out here. And my neighborhood now, there's a little bit of a resurgence. You know, the the, the neighborhood is turning over. Let me ask so you, are, are, yes, yeah. so, some neighborhoods age out of that. <laughs> yeah. But also, right. uh, I think there's also a lot of kids who are probably weren't able to do it or you know where parents might have been a little fearful over the past couple of years yeah and maybe this is a return to that we might see some more activity of course locally it's juxtaposed with the uh with the game so that might yeah. prove an issue you know the other thing that i found weird was when we moved into our house uh it was the first time where there were multiple houses that were like closed for halloween and when i was growing up literally in my neighborhood one house there was one house that had all the lights off. Don't show up. Likewise. Every other house Likewise. was like, come up and get get some candy. But in, when I was, I used to live in Lawrence Park. Like there were a ton of houses that were like lights out. I'm like, what do you think statistically now? Do you, is that what you your neighborhood's pretty hopping, right, Kathy? Mm-hmm. Your neighborhood. I mean, do, it's besides my house. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> there, I mean, there's kids everywhere. You see princesses running. You right, see right. superheroes. Like, yeah, it's it's a fun time usually I on love Halloween that. near me. I I'll, I'll be honest. I'm I'd shut it down at some point. Yeah, ev- at eventually, some point. you put your open for business. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking. These houses were never open. No, no, no. I mean, yeah. at, at some point, I'm I'm kind of bored with with doing it. Oh. Like overall, oh, in general. Oh. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a, a Scrooge or anything no. like that, but we get you up super duper in. early in the yeah. morning. And, but uh, you are. Shut up. <laughs> you do this for Christmas. You used to love Halloween. Now you hate Halloween. I, did God. I say, did I just say I hate down, basically, Halloween? I didn't hear it, but, I, but your body language kind of was like, I hate uh, it. I, I said it. I'm kind yeah. of tired of it. I'm yeah. tired of it. So are you <laughs> saying you're not going to... <laughs> When you realize you hated children, no, no. Um, are you saying are you saying you're 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 not you you do your deal, but you you'll lights will be out at like eight, right? Uh, no, we'll go till people stop. Yeah, you know, well, whatever. You're totally fine. No, I'm, 15, saying, I'm, I'm saying eventually I'm gonna I'm gonna get tired of this. Well, sure, when you're in a retirement home being spoon fed pudding, you know what I like? <laughs> I, I like the little I like the little kids. Oh my god, yeah. I like the little kid portion of the evening, and then after that, it starts to get a little bit iffy. You don't like the old. You know what? I haven't seen that transition over the past couple of years. For the for the most part, it stays pretty much young kids. I remember years ago, you'd see like, as you said, it'd be a kid wearing a, a, a sports jersey who's like. Just oh, giant his football no, I jersey. Yeah. I get, I get legions of those. Do yeah. you? Oh, I was like, oh, get off my property. <laughs> but listen, it get off my lawn. Yeah. Some, I, we were just talking about this off the air, like, um, because you guys said that some of your kids are are done trick or treating, and I was like, I remember trick or treating, like throwing on some lame costume, a wig, and like I was always a homeless person. That was my through high school, and going out with, with my homeless. friends. <laughs> 
I can't afford medication. And I'm addicted to narcotics. I just had an alleyway abortion. I'm an alcoholic. God. Right, Can I have a Clark bar? Sure, man. Um, oh my God! <laughs> that was Steve. It was my go-to costume if I needed something. It was one of the guys. Oh. There'd be the hobo. But when they, we talk about a hobo, what it would be is oh like God. the Emmett Kelly clown sort of version. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. It wouldn't be like track marks and uh, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. You had like the the uh, the bag on the end. The, of the lovable stick. with yeah. the stick, and yeah. I'm riding the rail. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. Right yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. hobo might- stew. <laughs> My parents I haven't want- eaten in a month. <laughs> <laughs> I sell my blood for five dollars. Uh, I'm addicted to narcotics. Do a little light prostitution. Oh, absolutely, I'll yeah. do it all. Yeah, I mean, well, we called it the bag lady. That's what. Oh, it was. no, we were hobos, but yeah. essentially, you're like, yeah. I'm a homeless person. I'll oh, have sex with your pet for booze money. <laughs> Seriously? Oh my god. Oh my Kathy, god. Kathy, I actually trick or treat. I trick or treated up until my my freshman year of college. Me and my friends went out, and that was the last year I actually went out and trick-or-treated. But, like, I always wore a costume. Yeah. When somebody comes up to your house, no costume at all. Are you giving them candy? Me? My house? Sure, because nobody comes. I'm like, oh, good. Somebody <laughs> stopped by. If, listen. If yeah, I don't, get, I don't the, care. If you want a piece of candy, you can come to my house. By the way, if, the, if they're polite and they're... they're yeah. and, and I tell you what. I have gotten over the past couple of years nothing but really wonderful kids, yeah. polite, you know, and pressing that joy of seeing them embracing this magical thing is so wonderful. It just makes you smile. Embracing this yeah. magical thing? Yeah. <laughs> Halloween? Yeah. I had these kids. Do you I don't had... think so? I don't know. I had kids come back for seconds. You, your, kids, had, uh... your kids didn't light up on Halloween. Oh, that... no, they loved it and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, good for them. It's, it's just a fun night. I want all the kids to have fun. Listen, if they're... I'm going to give you candy. It is harder when it's on a Monday. You yes. Know, like a, a Monday night yeah. sort of takes away some of the charm of it, and I guess maybe... I think that's part of why. I, I, yeah. Uh, the, the, the weeknight You're starting a week, night, a week this way, and uh, you know what's weird? My son has a uh, half day today, uh, and the reason is because of Halloween. Really? And he and I was talking to him about it last night, and he was saying, he, if, if they're going to do this, why not give a half day on so, Tuesday? Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Tomorrow morning. Right. But they have a half day today for it, and it's so that kids, I guess, can... It, it's, you know, it's district-wide, so the elementary school kids can go out and trick-or-treat. And if stuff. they gave it, like, a delayed day yeah. tomorrow morning, yeah. this, they could yeah. stay out later and drink. Like, Casey, Catholic school, have, you, we yeah. never had school the day after Halloween. That's right. it's, all, it's All Saints Day. All Saints and, day. And, and is that yeah. still the case? Tomorrow? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And Catholic schools are off. It's a... It's it's a yeah. religious holiday. Huh. Yeah, it was great. It was but, awesome. Yeah. I tell you what, though, you. when you had the Holy Grail, when you had Halloween on Saturday, yeah. Oh, yeah. sweet mother of God. Do you yeah. believe there was a time in my life where I actually didn't eat the candy right away? I actually would wait for my parents to go through my bag. Before, make sure it was safe. Yeah, before yeah. make sure there were no razor blades in the um, in the candy bars. And You know, for there was a time, and there was an innocent time, press. I'm sure you could remember, where... Occasionally, people would throw baked goods into your bag, and oh my god, it's the cookies! <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like baked potatoes. No, no, that they made themselves. <laughs> yeah, like brownies that they made themselves. Popcorn oh, balls. Popcorn balls. That was the one that always kind of confused me. I'm a little, yeah. a little bit. I'm like, what is this made of? What am I supposed How to do with it? Yeah. What do I do? Is there something inside this? What yeah. constitutes the balls? <laughs> pop? Man, listen, the, the one that always surprised me was, and this happened a few years, is uh, getting uh, religious pamphlets yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. thrown in there. And there was a, uh, and I forgot who this this guy was. He was kind of well known amongst like, like really intense uh, 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 Christian right. uh, beliefs. 
but made these uh, these little booklets and is it and there were um uh there were like a cartoon type of okay. uh, comic books they were like comics uh, and as you're reading it it like it, you, as you're going along in the story you're like oh my god this guy's going to hell <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> eternal damnation and wow. all this stuff. I'm like, who handed this out to I just, me? I just yeah, wanted a mounds bar. I just, yeah, <laughs> I was dressed as one of the Beatles, and I, like, you know. You know, that's what I, that's so, my advice would be for kids, if you encounter houses like that, write uh, uh, proverbs on eggs and then throw them at the house. <laughs> <laughs> Spread, you're spreading the gospel all over the front of their house. Uh, but, yeah, every now and then you would get some confusing things as far as, uh, you know, and, and there were the dentists in the neighborhood uh, maybe who gave you just toothbrushes. for it, yeah. Uh, and so on. We got, or pencils sometimes. We pencils. pencils? Yeah. That was, you know I remember what? the They're house. Happy. I remember the house, too, that would give out the pencils. Why don't you use... Use Halloween to give out the Christmas gifts you didn't like from the or like like you <laughs> say you have things that you like that you'll just put over on your neighbor's porch. Just, oh right, yeah, yeah right, when right, I right. cleaned out. Hey, here's a dress I'm not wearing anymore. <laughs> here's a beer making kit. <laughs> I did. I handed it out to my whole neighborhood, and they were all like, "Who's leaving this stuff on our front porch?" I'll tell you, it was a huge hit uh, in our house, and we did it for several years. And for some reason, Rochelle wasn't able to get them this year. And when the first year when we were going to hand them out, I'm like, really, we're going to hand these out? The oh. Kids went crazy for them. Were the small little containers of Play-Doh? Yeah, you can go to Party City for those. Them. Dude, I that's a those. great idea. I, I I got those like because you can some, eat that. Well, and they said no. They said you know because some of the kids have allergies and you know whatever it is if, if they you know just want like a little toy. So I have those little um, Play-Doh containers. Yeah, and they're them. also they're going to get candy at every single house. Yeah. and it was like oh. Wow. All right. Yeah, I'll take those. Mm-hmm. You know, and we'd let them pick the color they wanted and stuff. So we what about when you got change? Uh, when they change. With like get a UNICEF or something. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah, that wasn't much. No, I'd get, I, we would go to homes, literally, Nick, where and get change? they would take like like pennies. Yeah. And, yeah. And I, and I would be there like, even the cheapest candy bar. You could make a good $14, $15 collecting for UNICEF <laughs> while you were out for a one of my One of my great embarrassments of life was this year I collected for UNICEF and kept it. Now, I, I forgot know. to bring it in. I will yeah. give myself that. All you had to do was hand over the yeah. box. and But, it, like, you're sitting there as a kid, and you're like, wow, this is $9. Oh, I've tried to make good on that my uh, entire life. I did enjoy, you know, like when we would get home and my sister and I would go through our bags of, uh, like, swapping with each other. Oh, that yeah, was great. Yeah. And get, you love Connors. Getting the stuff that you liked. Yeah. And, and they could have, you know, and obviously there were ones in there like, I don't want this. You want this? And then uh, she could have it. Or if nobody wanted it, we tossed, scrapped it in the pile. Would you get the full examination from the from the from your folks? I They probably glanced over yeah. it. And, you know, after about 10 or 15 pieces went, yeah, this is all fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. You're, you're going go for it. Life is a risk. I think they would probably just look to see if anything was open. Sure, yeah. Am I the only one in the room that hates uh, coconut-based candy? No, me. You hate it too? Yeah. I, I thought so, yeah. Anything ma- like mounds, almond yeah. joys. Bring oh, your almond oh, joys. Yeah. Right, you bring them on over, you them will split them. All I'll right. take those. Uh, what, the ones that also kind of confused me as a kid were the nondescript, mm-hmm. uh, either orange or black uh, yeah. Wax paper, yeah. those peanut butter chews or yeah. whatever those were. What the hell are those? That's possibly the cheapest candy yeah. ever. Yeah, terrible. And uh, those would be thrown out immediately. Yeah. And I like peanut butter, but yeah. th- that was just weird. I'll tell you what, just turn your lights off and don't answer the door. You know? <laughs> not if, you're not, if you're not going to play along by the by the rules, then just don't play. So a friend a friend of mine swears that he can still do the, the, the bowl of candy out on the front stoop, a large bowl, and um, the... 
bowl will be respected. Oh, my, yeah. my whole neighborhood does that because... And, um, well, it, it, we're, we're actually getting a little bit past it because everybody had little kids. So um, we they used to do bowls out there. People yeah. would put take one, take two. Um, I did it along with a couple of other people. You drilled holes in the pumpkin and you stuck lollipops in there. They could just come up and grab oh, that's a nice. lollipop yeah. or two. Yeah, I mean, our... our Everybody in our neighborhood um, did that the last couple of years. So, um, and it, so and it no worked answering, out. no ringing the doorbell, no trick or treat. You just come up and take something. Yeah, because what? everybody was out with their kids. They, you know, they didn't want to stay right. home. But kids are getting older, so I'm sure some parents will stay home now. Let me ask you this: How has ring doorbell technology? I know. Change the likelihood of the full bowl dump, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I, will, I could talk to them and tell the them. The kids don't put it back. care. They don't care. Right, right, the kids do not care. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. yeah, dude. put it back, <laughs> uh, put it back, you little bastard. I wouldn't mind doing that. I wouldn't mind kind of switching to the. I get tired of going and answering the door all night. I know you oh, guys I just sit out front. Uh, well, we we do that too, but yeah. it, depending on how the weather is, if it's nice out like tonight, we'll set a table up out front and just sit out there Should for I... hours. Yeah, <laughs> the whole drunk time. Superman wants yeah. to be inside. Yeah, on yeah drunk couch. Superman's got. I gotta go back to Krypton. <laughs> Should yeah. I ghillie suit it and scare the kids? That was yeah. my favorite thing Case, I ever did. Yes. Every year we put out, we move the fire pit to the front of the, the top yeah. of the steps and and have that going. And, and we sit there and we have turkey tacos. That is the tradition. And I, and I love it. But, yeah, I, I get after a while, um, you know, I mean, we shut down at a certain point. It's not yeah. like we're on a, on a vigil. Uh, Casey, yeah, do the ghillie suit. Yeah. That's, that's got to be fun. That was, uh, yeah, and so my daughter ended up going to, when she went to high school, like one of her first days of school, she was like, your dad scared me on Halloween. <laughs> she had never met this girl before, but yeah, these girls, it was so funny because I put my wife in charge of getting the candy, and she was getting the stuff that, listen, no, I know she's listening, no offense, but you're kind of like the only person who loves Twizzlers. You know, people like Twizzlers. <laughs> I love Twizzlers. Yeah, she was, uh, this girl was going through the bucket in front of the door. She was like, oh, Twizzlers. Oh. Yeah, That's I was videotaping said. it, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Get your hands off my toys!" <laughs> I love that. Uh, By the way, did you guys know candy corn was invented in Philadelphia? Oh my God, we're so sorry, world. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I'm good for like one handful of candy corns a year, and that is it. Oh, no. I can, no. yeah, a couple of them, but yeah, you know, I don't, I don't taste them and go. Yeah. They're just like. Wax. Boring. Yeah, like wax. they're boring. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I so uh, yeah, but they 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 come from here, right? Uh, yeah, and they were they were nicknamed um, the devil's ear, Satan's earwax, <laughs> <laughs> according to food writers at uh, Takeout Media site. Uh, but people have a love hate relationship with candy corn because some people are diehards. They love them. Uh, candy corn was invented by George Renninger, an employee of uh, employee of Philly's uh, Wonderl uh, Wonderl. W-U-N-D-E-R-L-E. Wonderly? Wonderly Candy Company uh, in the 1880s. So the the uh, are we supposed to um, perceive the candy corn as a kernel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. kernel of corn. Okay. Yeah, yep. I, don't, I don't get the hate. You know, like, if you don't like them, that's fine. But, like, you know, just don't eat them. Kill everyone involved. <laughs> yeah. Kill them all! 
Yeah, yeah Casey, I'm, I'm good for two handfuls. Two, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think we can all agree that those chocolate candy corns uh, suck ass, right? <laughs> I've never had them. I don't know that I've ever had them. Yeah. And the candy corn pumpkins can go <laughs> swim in a pond for all I care. Wait, hey. candy corn pumpkins? Yeah, it's the same candy but in the shape of a pumpkin. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's way too much. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking How about. How sweet would that effing thing be? Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking of something different. Now, as a kid, I kind of liked them because, I don't know, whatever. They were simple, ah, they were simple and you yeah. were little and, and all that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Apparently, their their sugar level is through the roof. Of course. And wait, uh, when as, were they invented? As opposed to other things. They were invented in 1880s. In the 1880s. <laughs> I don't have 1880s. <laughs> yes, I do. As a matter of fact. Wait, hold on. Yes. <laughs> there we go. My dearest wife, yeah. today on the fields of Gettysburg, we <laughs> took a hard one. Many men were brought back to life through the use of candy corn. <laughs> brought back to life? Yes. Teetering on the edge. Uh, so, yeah, there are, uh, scientists have measured a wide range in human preference for sugar, our sweet tooth, and candy corn contains a higher percentage of sugar than almost anything on the shelf. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, people with an extreme sweet tooth, the types who tend to like ultra-sweet candy, such as candy corn, represent 20% of the population, according to Daniel uh, Danielle Reed, a taste and smell researchers at the Monell Chemical Senses Center in Philadelphia. Uh, she said, you have to have the sweetest of sweet tooths to like candy corn. It's almost pure sugar. Not everyone grooves to that sweet vibe. And to be specific, uh, the candies are roughly three-quarters sugar by weight. And to give you some examples, that's way more than soft drinks, which are typically 10 to 12% sugar and more than most candy. So Hershey's Kisses, yeah. for example, are about 56% sugar. Uh, so candy corn is three quarters <laughs> sugar, so about seventy five percent sugar. What's the rest? Pork? Ooh, uh, no, I don't think it's pork. Uh, and it does not give the recipe here, Steve. I'm not sure what else is. You know, I don't know if that's like you know paraffin or what you're eating. So I'm sorry. Did you say uh, candy corns are the most sugar intensive candy available? It says uh, almost pure sugar, uh, almost more than anything else on the shelf. You okay. Figure back in the 1880s, you know, this was probably. I don't know what candy was like back then, right? But this is probably like a total game changer. Oh, yeah, well, maybe. up to then yeah. it had been shoe leather that kids would, <laughs> would suck on. They had things like licorice yeah. and, and stuff. Were that was good shoe leather that you sent me in my care package. <laughs> I've been sucking on it all through the year. Uh, they said there are likely uh, there likely is uh, more strong feelings about candy corn than sugar alone. Much of the way we taste food is tied up in its scent. And there likely is a range in how people perceive the proprietary aromas in this candy and, and or any other food. So as to describe the flavor, University of Georgia food scientist William Kerr uh, termed it buttercream, sort of sugar, butter, honey, and vanilla. Those are the notes you would pick up on. I'd probably be more inclined to eat something that was that. Uh, to me, candy corn has a... Oh, like a waxy smell. Yeah. So here are the ingredients. Uh, Nick pulled this up. Sugar, corn syrup, confectioner's glaze, salt, cocoa powder, hydrogenated palm kernel oil. Uranium. Uh, gelatin, dextrose, honey, artificial flavor, sesame oil. And then you have the colors that are put in there. Soy lic- lec- uh, 
Lectin? Le- lecithin. Okay. Or lecithin. I'm not sure how that's pronounced. Uh, so, yeah, that's what's in there. I'll tell you what was cool, seeing uh, the actual, how they produce it, the machine that's, you know, cranking out these candy coins. I've never that's seen that. That's pretty fascinating. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so are they, uh, do they take, I guess, the so, so it's uh, yellow, orange, and white. And so it has to be done in three different batches, I right. assume. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and they drop a little bit in each. Right, right, right. I'd have to see that. I'd have yeah. to see how, because there's got to be see, millions. Footage of, uh, okay. There's got to be millions of them that are made. This is the dispersing, but the actual creation, because you have those three definitive parts of the candy corn. Yeah. Let's see if they cut to it to so explain how it's done. This is on, like, uh, how it's made. By the way, what was on... Uh, this is from Vivid Home Video. No, uh, it's from Dog Fart. Oh. Uh, no. It, <laughs> Yo, ever heard of Jerkmate? <laughs> Dog Fart. On, um, <laughs> on, they, they used to be, all right, we're watching yeah, video. Can you see now? Pressing these. All right, that's pretty wild. I don't know exactly what's happening there. Uh, but what was the, uh, before How It's Made, that show came on, what was uh, the, the uh, like, public access or PBS that would show why it's made them making, uh, you know, potato chips and stuff all the time? I love that. I remember? I love all that stuff. Oh, man. Pringles were pretty fun to watch. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, so uh, in addition, preferences for foods are often rooted in context, meaning where and how the person first encountered them. So you might have a sentimental view of uh, of candy corn yeah. and therefore it's it's still good to you you know mm. <laughs> <laughs> he's not getting nostalgic about it i'm not yeah. i mean like i said and i don't hate it uh it's just and they haven't um they haven't shown up in my house at all this year so like usually if they do show up in my house i feel like obligated to take but, a, like a, handful. a couple of by the them, way yeah. when you get them do you, are, are, if they were to end up in a in a trick or treat bag mm-hmm. Uh, they do they end up loose? You wouldn't you would just no. shovel out. No. So no. what's the I, container? I, a small bag of. I don't think. I, I don't think remember they indi- individually I don't, wrapping it. I don't remember usually getting them for Halloween. We just had them around the house in a bowl. Well, you know do you what remember? I mean? It used to be the case. I remember this clearly. My mother and I would would get the night before everything together and get those little trick or treat bags, little yeah. paper bags. Yeah. And you'd put one. Yeah, or that's two. what I was gonna say. That's what oh, I, would, okay. I would get like somebody that, that made their own individual bags. Right. Like, they you didn't don't come see, individually. You don't see wrapped. that anymore, do you? I mean not yeah, so yeah. often. Usually throw <laughs> them out. That'd be great. As they come up with their bag open, you just have a scoop <laughs> and just <laughs> and just dump like a orange whole, sugar. Yeah. Or a whole cup of Yeah. Yeah, just dump sugar into their bag. It's very love sweet stuff. Oh, you know, have some sugar. Yeah. You're like a little ant, aren't you? Oh my god. That would be the best. Here's some of my prescription drugs that have run past the due date. By the way, weather for tonight, there is a slight chance of, of rain. Um, and that's more later on, more like 7, 8 o'clock, right, like around game time. Yes, but yeah. I was looking at the weather forecast, Casey. It was saying like a 50-50 shot at like 8 and like every other hour, which leads me to believe that doesn't mean like straight no. rain all the time. So we might get some passing showers here and there. Last time I looked right. in my area, 5 and possibly 8. Um, for a passing shower. All right, we'll yeah. see. I pulled it up. Uh, I pulled up my uh, my app for Philadelphia, and it's showing that uh, chance of rain at nine p.m. fifty percent chance, and like eight is like a like a forty percent, and and then ten, eleven, pretty much same thing. You got like a fifty fifty shot of rain through the evening, and starting at eight o'clock. The worst was when you were a kid and Halloween came, and it was 
pouring. Like yeah. it was nonstop. Rain. I don't remember ever having a pouring rain Halloween. Uh, I do. I yeah. without anyway. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. I would too. I'm like, yeah. all right. I guess I'm just the raincoat guy. Remember the year we had snow like five or six years ago? Yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah. was bizarre. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, we're we're doing good as far as uh, temperature goes. It's gonna be like sixty six, sixty eight. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be nice. Uh, and uh, the uh, game five, it's gonna be like seventy degrees. It's gonna be it's unbelievable. Yep. You guys want a fun candy corn fact? Yes. Uh, uh, the company called Brax, B R A C. Yes. They used to make it, or they I guess they still do, and uh, they had a factory that made it in um, Chicago. In the dark night, the, where the hospital gets blown up, yeah, that used to be the Brax Candy Factory. No way! Uh, they blew that up. Yeah, they had moved it out. They don't. They didn't weren't mag- manufacturing anything any, there anymore. It was in an abandoned building at that point. So the movie company took it over and decided that that's where they were going to blow up. They they made it look like a hospital, and uh, so those explosions were where candy corns used to be made. Brax made a bunch of classic stuff. They yeah. made, they, they made the circus peanuts. And made, uh, yeah, I know. My brother loves those things. There was I, a weird I used candy. to dig circus peanuts. There was a weird candy that Brock's used to make, and it was uh, um, it was wrapped in plastic. And Nick, you would hate it because it was coconut based, uh. but it was several different colors. One of the colors was pink. It was like pink, brown, white. Uh, uh. And I would eat those because I liked uh, coconut. But I I have a feeling. <laughs> That those probably taste disgusting. Sure. <laughs> and I used to love those things. Brock's would also make the default candy box yeah. th- that you'd go into the, you know, when you forgot to get a gift on a, spe- a, sp- yeah. a day, you'd go into the pharmacy and there'd be the Brock's display. Brock's? On- sa- yeah. <laughs> Sampler. Uh, Nick's pulling up the variety of things that they made. There it is. Oh, Brock's oh. Sunday's Neapolitan. That's you what that is, Nick, like right that? there. Oh, oh dear God. Coconut, you would hate that, Nick. Oh, thank God. It's been out of production since 2012. Oh, my God. They realized God. the error of their ways. Do you know the Pentagon building was actually originally where they made Razzles? I did not wow. Know that. Uh, they made candy corn, conversation hearts, nougats. The nougat. What, um, what specifically is, is a nougat? nougat? What is a nougat? It is a. There's honey in there, right? Yeah. yeah, so is a family of confections made with sugar or honey, roasted nuts, whipped egg whites, and sometimes chopped candied fruit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the consistency of nougat is chewy, and it is used in a variety of candy bars and uh, chocolates. The word nougat comes from the uh, Akatan pan nougat. What? What? I don't know. This is Wikipedia. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so so yeah. There's uh, there's honey and sugar, uh, and um, whipped egg whites. We should have our that's own what candy. candy is. And we should call it jerk mates. Jerk right? yeah. mates. I think it's taken. Uh, I don't think Yo, it's... ever heard of jerk mate? Yeah. Uh, well, tonight is the candy extravaganza. Yeah. All right. So I'm, uh, I'm guessing earlier. Enjoy. Yeah. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have your opportunity. I'm sorry, Casey. I should have had you keep that music up there. Yeah. Uh, we have your opportunity to win tickets to game number four of the World Series. This is happening tomorrow night, and we are doing a contest called Fill in the Blank. When we come back from a commercial break, we're going to take three more callers. But before we do that, I have another clue as to who we might be referring to. All right, so there's a player that you need to name. You name that player. You're going to the World Series, courtesy of Budweiser and WMMR tomorrow night. The next clue is this former Philly was an outfielder. Uh-huh. All right, do your homework. This former Philly was an outfielder. When we return, I will solicit for those callers. You do your research. We'll come back in a second on this Halloween morning with the President and Steve Show. 
and your chance to win tickets to game number four. Thank you, Budweiser. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's give somebody a chance to go to the World Series. All right, if you get this player correct... Tickets courtesy of Budweiser, and you are at Citizens Bank Park tomorrow night for game number four. Let's see. And listen, if you are not able to get through right now, pay attention to the clues. Yes. Pay attention to the guesses, because we don't want you to repeat. And maybe you'll win later on if nobody gets it now. We're going to go to Glenn, our first caller in. Hey, Glenn, good morning. Good morning, guys. What's up? Wonderful. We're doing well, Glenn. Just excited and hoping that you'll win these tickets. So do me a favor. Tell me. Fill in the blank. Who is the fill that we are looking for? Is it Shane Victorino? It is not Shane Victorino. Thank you. By the way, are we going to talk to Shane today? I don't know. He said, I said 8.15, and he said, can you do 8 o'clock? And I said, just call when you can. We'll make it work. It's 8.08. We haven't heard from him. Maybe we'll talk to Shane this morning. I don't know. All right. Next caller. It's Tina. Hi there, Tina. Hi, how are you? Wonderful. We got World Series tickets. Game tomorrow night. All you have to do is give me the name that we have here. Who is it? Jason Worth. It is not Jason Worth. Uh, with each guess, though. Correct. You All eliminated right. name. We get one more now, and it is DD that we're going to. Hi there, DD. Um, hi, it's DD, and that was actually my guess too, Jason Worth. It was Ed. I'm sorry. Well, listen. Guess somebody else, Ed. Um. Ryan, did someone guess Ryan Howard? Yes. Uh, uh, no, you just did, and that is incorrect. Sorry. Thank you anyway. All right. Ryan Dawkins. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Someone is going to be heroic this morning and take a friend or a family member to the game because we will give away those tickets before the show is over. Now, I'll have one more clue, but you're not going to get it until after the Bizarre Fire. No. Bizarre. WMMR. Present Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought this morning by Primo Hoagies watching the game with some friends this week. Well, you can score big and serve in style with Primo Hoagies. Order online at primohoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie. It is a Primo. All right, we'll start with a couple of crazy stories, as you know, we usually have in the Bizarre Five. We'll listen to this video circulated on social media. Showing a dog running down a street in Mexico holding a human head in its jaws. Where'd you get that? Uh, the video was taken in Monte Escobedo and uh, citing a law enforcement official, AP reported that the head and other body parts had been left in an ATM booth on the night of October 26th. Their ATMs don't dispense cash? Uh, in the video, someone can be heard saying, this dog has a human head. Authorities later captured the dog. God! Uh, before the dog ran off with the head, someone had reported finding it at the ATM, which is located just yards from an official government building. God. Along with a backpack and bloodied notes. Uh, a message on the notes made reference to a drug cartel. 
uh, Zacates, uh, a state in the populate with a population nearly 1.6 million. <sighs> Brutal. Uh, uh, actually, Zacatecas is how it's pronounced. It, has been the site of a turf war between drug cartels and has been experiencing mounting violence in recent years. Could so, you imagine seeing something that no. horrific? No, that's just horrible. Uh, a Tennessee death row inmate. Severed his own penis with a razor blade after being placed on suicide watch for slitting his wrists following a disagreement with jail officials over a food package Ah, delivery. I would pick the wrists every time. Uh, Henry Eugene Hodges, sentenced to death uh, for the 1990 killing of a telephone repairman, mutilated himself by slicing off his own penis earlier this month after a disagreement with jail officials who didn't allow him to receive a special food package that he had ordered, according to his attorney, Kelly Henry. I'll show them for denying me those candy corns. Uh, Hodges became upset, began smearing feces in the cell after prison officials refused to let him have a package that he had ordered because uh, he had clear conduct for only uh, the previous five months. Okay. Rather than the required six months, a guard then decided to stop feeding him in order to get him to stop smearing the feces. Hodges slid his wrists with a razor he had in his cell. Hodges was taken to the hospital infirmary where he asked to be put on suicide watch. A high-ranking correctional officer told the person treating Hodges that he was manipulating them and could be put on suicide watch and back in his cell. Henry said that he was taken back to a cell where he uh, there was broken glass from a window that he had broken as well as other razors that he had hidden. When he got back to his cell, Hodges severed his own penis. Uh, Henry said, adding that the back and forth with jail officials happened within a two-hour period. Uh, he was sent to the hospital. Doctors were able to reattach his penis. Hedges was in sent. Hodges was sent back to his cell where he had been bound uh, to his mattress with six-point restraints. He had initially been placed in four-point restraints, but was upgraded when he removed his hand to rip out his catheter. Mm, wow. Uh, Hodges has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, mixed type, and suffers from psychotic episodes. Uh, but uh, yeah, he was uh, essentially he was convicted in two separate murders. Mm, uh, but seems uh, seems like a like a stable guy, right? Yeah, yeah. New video shows an audacious theft attempt uh, captured on surveillance video inside Louis Vuitton in Bellevue. In broad daylight, police say a 17-year-old thief, and this is hilarious, ripped handbags off the display worth $18,000. But as the suspect tried to run out of the store, he ran into a plate glass window, (laughs) knocking himself out. That's great. I mean, it's like, boom, bang, down, out. That's how it went. Taking uh, taking care of business. Prosecutors said the 17-year-old was part of the same retail crime theft ring. <laughs> Convicted killer Billy Chambers and career thief uh, Artina Turner, who both have extensive Tina criminal histories. No, uh, Artina. Okay. Or, Arnetra Turner, sorry. Uh, later this year. Oh, my God, I'm a huge fan. Police have arrested more than 50 repeat offenders connected to robbery and shoplifting at Home Depot alone. So they're having a big run on shoplifting there. All right, I think I'm going to wrap it up. We uh, need to. A little bit early there. because Hurry up. You you never know what's going to happen. He might hang up. Our guest <laughs> is on the line. I said I was going to give away a clue after the Bizarre file, so let me do that now. Yeah. Uh, for the tickets that we are going to give away. We're not going to take callers now, but your next clue is for fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. This former Philly had a career in the majors that lasted 16 seasons. All right. Keep that in mind. When we come back in a little bit, we'll yeah. take more callers. But he had a career that lasted in the majors that lasted 16 seasons. All right. We got him on the line. He's ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, our friend, the flying Hawaiian, Shane Victory. Yeah. Hey. What's up, Shane? How you doing, man? 
Uh, I'm glad Kathy reminded me. I got the the the, the red eye jitters, and I totally forgot to uh, you know. So thanks to Kathy for reminding me. Yeah, we've only been texting for like a week or so to I schedule know, you. I but... know, I know. About coming on. So. Did you, did you How just you guys doing this morning? What a Do... wonderful, beautiful day here in uh, Philadelphia. We're doing great. We're... Doing great, dude. You know, you know how it's the World Series. It's it's unbelievable. The town is on fire. There's so much incredible things going on right now, and this is just oh, Eagles seven and all. Phillies in the World Series. I mean, Union wins. Yeah, yeah. You know, soccer. I mean, can Philadelphia sports get any better? Uh, it, I don't think so. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Shane, you know, you, you played for the Phils, obviously, and, and you remember what it was like in 2008 and 2009. You also played for a great uh, baseball city when you played for the Red Sox. Yeah. Uh, but I really think that there's something special about um, when the Phillies make it to the World Series, because I was there for the first game back, the, the first game against the Braves. It was game three of that series. And that place was more electric than I can possibly imagine and, and, and can really remember over the last two decades. If, for you, uh, is there a comparison between Boston and Philly? You know, to me, it's, it's Philly by, by uh, you know, is, is a little louder, a little more electric. Uh, I want to say Philly's a little more wilder. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're a little more in-your-face kind of, uh, you know, crowd, which is great. And, you know, as a home player, it was something that I, you know, always loved and I admired about this city. And I definitely was... Nice to be on the winning side and didn't have to come in as an opponent to feel that 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 energy and that negativity that gets put upon you by these Philly fans in a good way. You know, <laughs> makes your tough. You know, makes the game that much tougher when you come into this beautiful city. So, uh, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be excited. I'm excited. Uh, I mean, it's going to be electric tonight. You know, I look at this team much different than I did when you played. Um, that, like, now, because I'm older, I'm looking at them like, they're kids. And, like, what they're going through right now. But, like, can you talk about what, what it's like as a player to be going through this? Well, we were kids when we were going through that, so, Kathy. So, I understand that feeling a little bit, you know, understanding that. But, you know, you definitely hit it on the, you know, the nail. And you said, when I look at these, you know, kids. You know, it seems so different being on the other side now and taking the game in as a fan. But, you know, it's always a, a, a an amazing accomplishment to be able to, you know, last through a full 162-game season, to be the last two teams in the playoffs, uh, you know, getting a chance to be known as a world champion. I mean, it, it, it has been so fun to watch as a fan. It's definitely different. You know, I always tell people it's a lot more nerve-wracking. Now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> the emotions of fans happen the way they do and. You know, the ups and downs, you know, when you're out there on the field, you're just playing. You're doing what you do, and you just go out there and do the best you can. But now when you have no control, and, I, you know, I sit there in these last games, like you said, coming back for the Atlanta series, going to San Diego for that series and coming back. I mean, it is definitely nerve-wracking not being able to, you know, control what the destiny is. So, um, but uh, it, 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 it's so exciting, you know, for these kids. When uh... – you're up to bat, and and there are you know if, if you go back through the history of of the playoffs, you know just these huge moments in baseball. You had one, your grand slam against CC Sabathia, and when you're up to bat and the crowd is going crazy, is it hard to dial in, or or is it harder to dial in when it's not as crazy? Well, I, I always tell people, you know, and in, in anything in life, when the biggest of moments are happening, everything and everybody, every human that's in the room or in the stadium. The energy level goes to the next, you know, that, 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 like you said, that how do you handle it? Or people always say to me, how did you handle the pressure moment? All I did was I told myself, go back to being a little boy that played a game that you love, uh. you know, take a deep breath and you have to, I have to relax. You know, I can't get, I can't go with the emotions of the crowd. I mean, or else I'd have no chance because that adrenaline, you know, takes you to that level. And that's, 
you know, 45,000 at Citizens Bank Park on their feet. And, you know, it's just, a, you know, you have to figure out a way to, I always say, tell people I kind of went into a zen and just kind of, not quote unquote blacked out, but I kind of <laughs> just, you know, put it all, right. you know, put that, that noise all aside and just, you know, focus on, you know, I'll see that picture on the mound and, and, and doing the best I could. So Yeah, I mean, you know. what I didn't realize, and we're because we're looking at the footage now, I didn't realize that uh, you were down 1-2 in the count, and there were two outs in that inning. I mean, yes. that you're... you're, um, yeah. you're no, I, I you're not on my side, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's an interesting thing that you're saying, too, about about where, where your perception is such a, it's such a delineation that doesn't occur. You say now, Shane, it occurs to you as uh, being on the other side and, and being the spectator. But you're you're right. As you're playing, you're busy. You're you're investing the time in in, in you know calling to uh, the front those skills that you've been trained to uh, to hone. So that that at least cuts it for you. Given your druthers, though, would you rather be playing or watching? Playing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's been fun to watch. I yeah. mean, it's, it, as I said, it's a different perspective. You know, you, you you start to realize how hard the game really, really was. You know, sometimes you felt like, you know, for me, just going out there and I was having so much fun that it seemed sometimes easy. But for the most part, as I said, now watching from the opposite side as a fan, now I definitely get it why people boo, why people get up on their feet. And, you know, you start to understand it that much more now that I'm on that side as a fan watching these games. Right. Shane, uh, can you speak to what uh, Bryce Harper's been able to do in the postseason? You know, he has not had a great World Series yet, but we're only two games in. But, uh, you know, in, in the LCS and in the, you know, the uh, prior two rounds, he's just been so dialed in. It's just, it's remarkable to me that the guy, that he's our guy. That, that we're paying him as much money as we are, that the Phillies are. And then he's just as dialed in and as connected as possible. You know, Bryce has, has, has definitely, I think, you know, people... I think some people might have questioned, you know, what was, you know, the signing about and, you know, because of, you know, them not getting there and all these years. But, you know, here he is. You know, I never questioned it. It was just a matter of time for me. Um, and obviously the time has come where he's starting to shine and to show the player that he can be. And, and why Middleton and the ownership and everybody else brought him into this great city. You know, I, I, I think this city is really grown uh and loving him that much more you know with what is going on yeah you know they've already loved him but you know what he's been able to accomplish this postseason and really show you know the city of philadelphia and the fans that you know here he is i am bryce harper i am the guy that everybody says i was you know set out to be so you know i i it's been fun to watch it's uh you know i'm very proud of him i mean it's never easy in a place like this you know being a superstar you know they can put a lot of pressure on you but Bryce has definitely done a great job, and, you know, he's being the leader right now. And, you know, someone else is going to have to step up in the World Series, though. That's just plain and simple. You know, you never want to let the best player beat you. And if I'm on the opposite side, I'm definitely not going to let Bryce Harper beat me. So, you know, like JT stepping up in game one and some of these other guys having to step up, that's what it's about. So, you know, it's going to be a fun. I'm sure Bryce is not going to get, you know, the pitches, and no one's going to want him to beat them. So, there are other other guys will have to step up, which they've been, you know, they've been doing. It. It's been, as I said, fun to watch. Shane, what do you say to the uh, the people who say that? But no matter how this plays out, um, it serves a purpose of reminding a team how good they can be and what it feels like to be in this position. And and the real story, no matter how this plays out, is how they're going to come into next season. Well, I said that, you know, about us. You know, people, 
you know, when we went on our run, you know, it started off in 07. We got eliminated. You know, obviously the next year we were able to, you know, reach the pinnacle and win a World Series and then go back the following year and unfortunately lose. But, you know, I think this city has really bought into this team now. I think there was obviously some concern or some question, you know, way things ended the season and how everybody expected them to win the division. But, you know, the past is the past. You know, we're in the present. They're doing an amazing job. I'm excited for them. And I really think that, you know, the future is bright for this team. And, you know, hopefully, and, and, and fingers crossed that they do it this year. And if they don't, then, you know, we got many more, you know, great years of Philadelphia baseball coming up. So, yeah. You know, this is a fun team. Uh, you know, they got a lot of these players, you know, that's going to be in these uniform for a while. So, you know, it should be some fun times here in Philadelphia. Are you going to all of the games in Philly? I plan to go to every game, that's for sure. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Excellent. And you, you threw out the first pitch a little while back, so they got anything else planned? Uh, I think there's some things that we're going to do. Uh, some of us older players, We, uh, I think there's some of, some of us catching the first pitch. Uh, I don't know if it's tonight or tomorrow night, but some of us will definitely be involved with the pregame festivity. So nice. You're going to play an exciting time for those, for, for the old folks. <laughs> uh, Shane's like me. Golf is a uh, huge passion of his. You're going to be playing while you're in town at all, Shane. I am. In fact, I'm going to Lenark this morning at nine. And oh, then Leonard. I got the invite to Pine Valley tomorrow. Whoa. Whoa. So uh, Shane, I, mean, I-, I could not, it could not work out to be a greater cricket <laughs> on Wednesday with my buddy Jamie Wybard with the Hicken course. So I, uh, I've definitely got a lot of golf set up. So. Listen to that. You're playing Pie Valley yeah, on the Wiz Hicken course. I, I played there. I got to play there earlier this year, so I know what a treat that is. That's phenomenal, yes, dude. Yes, it is. It is a beautiful course. Yeah. There's something. There was a video I think you posted a while back on your Instagram. Uh, you were golfing, and a bear came onto the course. Yes, it was. That was in Tahoe this summer. Uh, and it was like his, played. it was close. Yes, no, they, yeah, he was uh, <laughs> definitely on the, he ended up being on the green and he actually took one of the uh, security guys' backpack into the woods. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it, was, uh, it was definitely something interesting for me. I assume uh, you let the bear play through, right? That's. Uh, absolutely. He had, he had, he had definitely uh, his way on the golf course. I wasn't trying to bother him, for sure. God. That is wild. That's so <laughs> awesome. Wow. Uh, Listen, Shane, it is so great to hear from you, and you Thanks, being guys. being in town is a great omen yes. of, of things to come. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> well, enjoy your time, man. The city still loves you with all its heart, so it's great to hear I from you, I appreciate that. Thank Absolutely. you guys so much for having me this morning, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, yeah. It's the Flying Hawaiian yeah. Shane. Yeah. Shane Victorino. Listen how excited he is about all this stuff. That's all you need to know. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. It is Halloween morning. It is. There's a lot of things going on, including your chance to win tickets to Game 4 of the World Series. So when we come back, we'll take three more callers and see if we can get a winner. Stay with us. Preston and Steve's 25th Annual Camp Out for Hunger, supporting Phil Abundance at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Starting Monday, November 7th, they'll be live from inside the Bimbo Bakeries USA broadcast tent. Hey gang, your support has always been amazing, and we're hoping you can help out again. Plus, we've missed your faces. Come enjoy some Dunkin' Coffee, have fun, and say hi. Donate non-perishable food items at our drive through drop-off with volunteers equipped by Stoffer Glove and safety or make a donation at WMMR.com and at the register of your local Acme Market. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Made possible by Victory Brewing Company, Campbell's Soup, Cash Cow Vending, Seabox, Custom Shipping Containers, Gilbane Building Company, and Thackray Crane. 
93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. All right. Somebody this morning is going to be yet another name added to the attendance records at Citizens Bank Park for game number four of the World Series tomorrow night. And all you have to do is identify the Philly. It's fill in the blank. You get the name correct, you're going to the game. We've given away three uh, clues so far. Yes. Let's see if we can get a winner. So our next caller up is Brendan, who we're going to go to. Hey, Brendan, how you doing, man? Hey, guys, how's it going? Wonderful. All right, Brendan, who is the Philly? Fill in the blank. I'm going to go with Johnny Collison. Uh, Johnny Collison? Yeah. That's the fill in the ah! blank, dude. On three clues, Brendan got it right. He played in the 1960s for the Phils. How did you come up with him, Brendan? Uh, Well, once he said outfielder, I just narrowed it down to that. And then 16 seasons, I had it between Bobby Abreu and... Johnny Collison and 16 seasons gave it away. Well, oh my played. God. Well played, sir. Wow, dude. Yes. So, Brendan, you're yeah. going to the game. Oh, I can't believe it. Oh, my God. Who are you going to take with you? Uh, probably my girlfriend, Claudia. Uh, we're a huge Philly fan. Uh, so, this is amazing. I, I, I can't wait. I, that's incredible. How old are you, by the way, Brendan? I am 28. You're 28 years old. Do you okay. know anything about Johnny Collison? <laughs> Other than he played in the outfield? No. Honestly, no, but uh, thanks to the power of uh, Google, I was able to figure it out. No, that's it's, it, whatever, however you got it, you got it. I mean, the odds were against you, and yet you came up with it. So terrific. Uh, 1997, he was named to the Philadelphia Baseball Wall of Fame. In 1964, in the All-Star Game at Shea Stadium, uh, he hit a game-winning walk-off home run with two out in the ninth inning, a three-run shot to right field to give the uh, National League a 7-4 victory. And it was the only third walk-off home run in the All-Star history with this former Philly joining Ted Williams and Stan Musial. And it was indeed Johnny Callison. And Brendan got it right. Wow. We thought we were going to stretch that out to the end of the show. But the man stepped up. Yeah. And he knocked it out of the park. Maybe that's an indication of how things will go in the actual game. Maybe so. All right, Put it away early. Brendan, hang on the line. We'll get your information. All right, bud? All right, sounds great. Thank you, guys. All right, congratulations. And that how it went. And that is how it went. We got to thank our friends at Budweiser, the king of beers, for setting us up with tickets to game number four. I thought for sure we would go till at least late in the nine o'clock hour right. and give those away. But listen, I tried to keep it as general it. as possible. I, honestly, like. I thought that they were really vague clues to begin with, and uh, I'm really surprised. I, yeah. I thought it was going to go a lot later. So the, his career, here's the, 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 all the clues we had lined up. He played with the Phillies. Yeah. Uh, he was a, an outfielder. Uh, he had a career in the majors the last 16 seasons. Uh, he spent most of his career as a right fielder. Uh, he played for the Phillies for 10 seasons. The next clue was he was an all-star in three different seasons. Seventh clue was he was inducted in the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, the eighth clue was uh, that he led the uh, National League in triples in two different seasons and in doubles once. And the ninth clue was after playing his career with the Phils, he continued to live in our area as a resident in Glenside. And uh, then he was named to the Baseball Wall of Fame in two thousand uh, or 1997. Uh, wow. he, unfortunately, he died in uh, 2006. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, managed to uh, get this guy. Yeah, Brendan. Think of all the players, you know, and, yeah. and, and the, the stories, the history. History being made right now. Yeah. It's amazing. Wow. All right. Well, congratulations, <laughs> Brendan. You're going to the game tomorrow night. I envy him. That is amazing. And uh, looks like we're going to have decent weather tomorrow night. Yes. Uh, hopefully. And, and will they allow you to bring your Halloween candy in tomorrow night or, or no? That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I tell you what, the uh, watching the games uh, Friday and Saturday night, those things went late, man. Yeah, they yeah. sure did. They yeah. were long games. I had a hard time staying awake <laughs> just because it was, you know, we get up ridiculously yes. early. And so by the time, I'm like, dude, it's like 12.15 and the game isn't over? Are you kidding me? Yeah, they're it's crazy. It's a funny video I saw uh, on Instagram of this guy, I guess in the Philadelphia area. His birthday was on Saturday, so at midnight on Friday night, his mom or whoever, they come out with a birthday cake, and they start singing happy birthday. And they're saying happy birthday to you, and like right at midnight is when JT Real Muto hit the go-ahead home run. Yeah. And so in the middle of them singing happy birthday, everybody stops and starts cheering. Oh, that's and great. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Oh, my God. I didn't God. realize that that had happened, like, right at midnight. But, yeah, it was... Oh, I didn't either. Did that, like, at the stroke of midnight <laughs> God, it's wild. Wow. Well, it's going to be so great at midnight. We're going yeah. to say happy There'll be birthday. nothing going on. Right. Uh, well, awesome. Well, congratulations, Brendan. You're going to the game. And thanks to everybody who played along. We, yeah. We thought it would last a little bit longer, but it is what it is. When you win, you win. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you, Dorenzi, by the way. John yeah. Dorenzi, our best bud. Uh, he's from uh, Budweiser Pen Beer. He, yep. uh, he came up with the tickets for us. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, by the way, you know what else would be great is if uh, one of us won a billion dollars. Yes, tonight. it yeah. would. Yeah. Yeah. be nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> lottery's up to a billion. Powerball lottery's up to a billion. Yeah. And I saw this story, which was pretty wild. This happened over the weekend. Um, it was a New York Lottery's Take 5 game on yes. Thursday. The same five numbers were drawn twice in a single day. What? And so if you think that the one in 292 million are long odds, for this to happen, for the same five numbers to come up twice in the same day, is a one in 331 billion chance that that would happen. That's insane. Like, like ever, I think, uh, yeah. to have those names come up. Uh, or, you know, Unless you're talking about eternity. But one in 331 billion chance, and it happened. Uh, well, what do you say to that? I mean, yeah. so... so um, it's astronomical. Yeah. But it happens that, that these, you know, weird things can happen from time to time. Uh, so the numbers were 18, 21, 30, 35, and 36, and they both uh, were during both the midday and the evening drawings. It's insane. It'd be crazier if it, they were drawn exactly in the same way both times. I mean, that... This is still pretty crazy. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really crazy. But, like, if it was, you know, in the exact same order. Well, I think I've asked you. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you, when you play, do you play a set number I used system? to. I used to. Now I just do. Just go random? I just yeah. go random. You two is pressing? Yeah, yeah, just grab a quick pick, you know. Do you guys play uh, nice Nick and Kevin? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually want to go downstairs and get them. But what's like the, I, I'm like the worst. I don't really, because I don't gamble. I don't know anything about the lottery. I just know when it gets this big, I buy a ticket. What's like the the key, like the, the Powerball number? Do you have to specifically tell them that or like? No, you just say, you just say, you know, give me twenty bucks, play, you know, quick pick, and uh, and they'll and randomly it. generate. And, I'm good. Yep. and that I'm VHS in tape. I'm, yeah. I'm in for the billion bucks. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. You'll be in for the billion All if right. you do that. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's 
insane how much money we're talking about here. And it's insane your chance that you won't win. <laughs> if you were to do the annuity, right, instead of just taking the lump sum, because at the website it looks like the lump yeah. sum is somewhere a little less 497. than... 497. 497, a little less than $500 If you took the annuity, is that for 30 years? And how much a year is that for 30 years? Um, I believe it is 30 years. Yeah, hold and on. at that level, I don't think there's any... Just go. Just grab the whole thing. I know, it, I know. But if you're thinking like, okay, well, because the interest on that would be astonishing. Yeah, you know. But uh, so it's 29 years, and then you you pay the. But I'm wondering after taxes, how much you end up. What you would. Of, what you would. What you would. Uh, how much? Net. Yeah. How much more than 497 million do you get if you take the annuity? I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really sure. I'd, I'd have to talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about. Yeah, at that level, at that amount of money, I think it becomes matter vague. Yeah. yeah. At okay. best, I think maybe on lower amounts, uh, that might make more of a difference. Yeah. I had a short oh. conversation with myself this morning about what I would do with the money if I want it. And what did you determine? I wouldn't give you guys anything. Yeah, oh, no. you're so full of it. I know. You no, would I'd, give me a million. At I, would, least. I wouldn't I would, expect no, anything. I, would, I started running through my mind. You know who all would uh, would benefit from yeah. from me winning, and it was kind of fun going through that. So apparently, Casey, and I didn't realize this. If you choose the annuity, the annual payments actually increase by five percent over the years. Oh, so uh, your your the value goes up, and I'm I'm assuming that means that uh, you know that's how it affects the tax payouts or whatever. I would definitely buy this radio station. <laughs> if, if, I, if I won that much money, uh, I'd uh, hire Jackson back and we'd be uh, 24-7 again. And, yeah, I'd buy MMR. Did you know that the last Powerball uh, jackpot winner was in Pennsylvania? No. And that was on August 3rd for $206.9 million. Wow. Oh, really? Uh, did they claim it or do I have a ticket that I haven't claimed that I won? That I didn't <laughs> you know, know what? About? I don't know, Case. It doesn't say. I usually, You know what? We would know because, like, I always I buy mine from either... Uh, this uh, uh, beer place in Harleysville, or I get them downstairs at Cho's, and I would have heard about and that. They, they and then know, I would have gone, oh, I need to check my ticket. They know where it was purchased, yes. right? So they'll Absolutely. Say, yeah, yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because okay. the vendor gets a, a, a chunk of money. Right. So what on this, again, I, we always ask, but these are the questions that arise anytime we get to excessive levels like this. Mm-hmm. What would a vendor stand to make on the the win here, I, I, it might be just a standard Ten amount, grand, right? Yeah. It's not a percentage. Yes, yeah, I don't think it's a percentage. But uh, I, I always think like if I buy my ticket from a and a person hands me, I'm not buying it out of machine. Right. I always in my mind I go, okay, it's Crystal who handed me the ticket because Crystal doesn't get anything. No, but I would give Crystal something. I would absolutely make you know. Change, I don't want your money. I would change Crystal's life. But press, I was thinking about this the other day. I kind of feel like every time I buy a Powerball ticket for a giant, for that moment, from that moment that I buy it until the drawing, I kind of won the Powerball. And I kind of feel that way a little bit, you know? So I know a like, little bit about what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have a, it's a license to fantasize a little bit yeah. more. And so for that fantasy, in my mind, I have won. And uh, and it's just, it's like a little bit of an And you don't really time. have to win at all. No, <laughs> I mean, I would like to, but just for those few hours. Well, that's uh, what they feed off of. Yeah. So what, again, what, how much? Okay. Well, okay, so this was back in June. Uh, a, uh, a place in Bucks County sold the ticket. Now, it was only a million dollars. Well, I'm saying it wasn't one of the, know, the billion dollar ones. It was just a million dollars, and the place got five thousand dollars. Okay. So I don't know if that changes as, mm. uh, you know, as it increases. Mm. I don't know. Either. I mean, when the the amount is more, the ticket is heavier, so there's it's a lot more work. It weighs, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. okay. Yeah, so they need to be I paid more. Yeah. Obviously. I need $10,000 anyway, now. Uh, it's today. So, And you know what? I haven't seen anybody organizing any um, no. uh, company. No. Uh, People are uh, slacking. Uh, entries, which is fine, I yeah. think, because when you do that, Man, there are some that have dragged on for years of disputes of, wait a minute, I wasn't there that day. You guys didn't ask me. I didn't get a fair shot at getting in. I want a piece of that. And they've gone to these elaborate court uh, situations. Uh, I think if someone here does win in in uh, in the studio here... Just if you could pay to have the Dunkachino machine fixed, yeah, I would, we'll fix I that. would totally. That's I, all you, you know want? what? That'd be great. I would actually. I would. Uh, Is it not working again? I, oh, it has it's, been for a while. It's again, yeah. dormant. I think it's unplugged. I, I, I would know? make it gold plated. That's what I would do. Yeah, yeah. I would do that. Like uh, Larry Flint's. Yeah, Larry Flint's Dunkachino <laughs> machine, gold plated. Yeah, diamond encrusted, gold make plated, it solid gold. If you absolutely, to. Yeah. Well, maybe it wouldn't break down. All right, well, anyway, that is, uh, that's the night just gave you a heads up. Dare there. to dream. Yeah. Um, all right, I there were th- uh, I noticed a couple things. What? Yes, hey, oh, my God. Uh, so, so, so. Out of the blue, the notices arrived. Yeah, yeah. I really wasn't anticipating this. Yeah. But I noticed the notices here, noticing for you. All right. Across I, an empty field. I did. Down a vacant alley. And the then. The notices here. <laughs> the notices here. So researchers from Japan's uh, Yokohama National University have managed to generate hair follicles, and it could be a breakthrough for those who suffer from hair loss. Let me ask you something at this point in time. By my reckoning, it appears to me that hair loss, if you have a situation where you are bald and you want it tended to, you can get that done. Where the the, uh, hair transplants from the back of the head, hair like Rogaine stuff, uh, other things that help uh, accelerate hair growth. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a whole bunch so, of stuff available, correct? Uh, yeah, I don't... Not like, the, like not the old plugs that they used to do. Yeah, but... I, I don't think any of it works. Um, the I'm... hair transplant does. Well, yeah, the hair transplant. But um, the new thing now that they're doing is they're actually, like, tattooing the head so that it's shaded, so it looks like... So if you're... It's more for thinning than balding. Okay, all right. But um, so it looks like it. there's a little more volume than there actually is. Sam, but what if your hair keeps on thinning? And you have this... Yeah, and then you got the tattoos. Yeah, uh, that'd be well, kind of strange. Like it's going to look like the. Uh, it's going to look like Sicily. I've seen it, um, and it looks like like it's almost the whole thing is colored. Like it's it's not like. Why is there a map they, on your head? How they do the eyebrows? Like they almost put like streaks in it, so it looks like it's different hair follicles. This sort of looks like it's an overall coloring. So they're just they're putting tons and tons of little dots that give you the perception of right. I think yeah. So that you have sort of a uh, a real shaved down look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. No, I'm not bald. Uh, so they are. Uh, yeah. So so the, apparently they've they've managed to actually generate hair follicles. So follicles I've always heard of when when that's gone. That's the only it. problem is it's it. on your yeah. teeth. Uh, yeah. The researchers used embryonic cells from rodents to create the follicles. Oh. Hey, rat hair! Oh, great. oh yeah. my gosh! <laughs> oh, you like that, ladies? <laughs> Why don't you run your fingers through my rat hair? You're gonna have rat <laughs> hair. Oh my god, his hair is so ratty. Uh, <laughs> it's even got fleas in it, like of before the bubonic plague. Uh, they said according it's to wiry and it's. His tail is so thin. The study author said we were able to increase the probability of hair formation from less than 1%, uh, one out of 300 cell aggregates at the beginning of the research to almost 100%. Okay, so do they have a whole bunch of hairy rats walking around? Maybe. Uh, This research could help in figuring figuring out why hair loss, gray hairs, and pigment changes color. Uh, but it's apparently a big step forward. Ooh, so, um, 
Yeah, it's your mother's side that determines your... I think so. That's what they say. Right. That's what they like, say. Right. like uh, you know, I have the two brothers, and one is uh, you is know, your mother bald? bald? No, 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 no. Yeah, she's okay. got a full headache. Okay. My dad was my older brother. Uh, you know, he has uh, he shaved his head down because right. he was bald. My me and my younger brother basically have the same type of head of hair. So I don't really know. At this it, point, yeah. y- you would have seen. I think you're going to ride it all the way out with a, with a full head of hair. Uh, YouTube president Nick Caddy. I'm I'm definitely uh, the the I've I've had spots that are coming up higher. On right, my right, right. Of the corners, yeah, but, but I'm never gonna bald bald. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, uh, but anyhow, they've uh, they've made some big strides forward. And yes. uh, Nick, you because uh, you have a gigantic full head of hair, and it, it was not a big head. That was not a big it's head cool. joke. It was I've, not, I've it, heard him. <laughs> You're good, but it wasn't a big head joke. It, you you have a full yeah. head of hair, like not thinning at all. Your brother's the same way. Uh, Josh is my youngest brother's balding a little bit, but uh, my grandfather on my mother's side had a full head of hair until he passed away. So maybe there's some merit to it. I don't know, but yeah, I'm never gonna go bald. All right, uh, I saw this other thing. I noticed this other thing. I didn't see it. I noticed it. Okay. Uh, which I think you guys will enjoy. Uh, the female erogenous zone. Yes. Which we'll nickname the Dolores. The Dolores. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> contains over 10,000 nerve endings, according to a new wow. study. Yes, ten, like way more than they thought it would have. So is that equivalent to the head of the pornus? <laughs> No. It does not. The story that I read does not compare <laughs> sexual organs to male okay. and female. Well, it hurt because you remember with the taint tattoo. Uh, yes, that is was so painful because of the amount of nerve endings that were down. That there. is a nerve bundle down there mm-hmm. in the taint nerve area. Mm-hmm. Research from the Oregon Health and Science University have completed the first known count of nerves in the quote pleasure button. It says. <laughs> He just had his button pushed. Uh, Dr. Blair Peters said um, that it it's starting to think about more than 10,000 nerve fibers being concentrated in something as small. Or Oh, it's startling. Okay. Uh, to think about more than 10,000 nerve fibers being concentrated in something as small as the Dolores. Right. Um, most of the organ is located internally, including the dorsal nerve, wow. which is shaped like a wishbone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they said that missionary position is best uh, for someone to reach that moment. That, yes. The uh, as it allows uh, for the most blood flow in that area. But that position is, yes, uh, best for uh, having someone be as satisfied as possible in a uh, sexual so sense. is that is that in the human body the highest concentration of nerve endings? It's a good question. I would I would guess that would have to be like, right. Where else would be more sensitive than something like that? How about the blainus? <laughs> mm, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I guess you can say anus. Yeah. Um, you, did it, you know what I found strange the thing about this because they had mentioned that you know a portion of this is located internally, right? Is that like our our internal organs have no uh, pain receptors in right, there? Like right. There's no like if your guts were to fall out, other than the the pain of of the, of the skin being around up, there. Yeah. yeah, like you could touch that and wouldn't feel ah, anything. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Let's yeah. try it out right yeah, now. Let's do it right now. Let's yeah. disembowel someone and oh see if God. they feel it. Yeah. Uh, but apparently 10,000 nerve fibers. Oh, 10,000, 10,000. 10,000 10, uh, nerve fibers. All right, so real quick, though, when you have, like, a painful gas in your in your abdomen, where's that pain coming from? So if you're, if you're saying your internal organs don't, don't have any 
Maybe I'm speaking out of turn. Uh, well, no, no, That's no, because question. I feel like I've heard that same thing. But is that that pressure that you're feeling? Is that? I think yeah, because that can hurt. That yeah, can be absolutely. very, very painful. I may be way off base here, but hmm. I thought I had heard that we don't have. So that that like in other words, if there was a, an incision, if you were to swallow something and something were to perforate your lung. Internally, somehow well, that would hurt, right? Yeah, would it? I know it would hurt a lot. <laughs> Do we know that? Uh, maybe I'm okay. Well, what if you're thinking my answer now? What if you hold your Dolores to a belt sander? Um, <laughs> that would hurt. I don't know. I've some seen, seen some ladies that it probably feels good. Uh, Nick, what are you looking up here? I don't even know anymore, but I think um, I'm trying to find most nerve receptors in the human body. Steve, the general answer to your question is the skin. Yes. Which makes sense. Right. It's which- the largest organ, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. So, um, but I'll look internal organs. Okay. Okay. And look under Wurlitzer organs just for the hell of it. <laughs> they were great, weren't they? They were fun. It's like the, the, the one touch, uh, yeah, 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 the yeah. one finger uh, organ. Uh-huh. We'll play the rhythm and everything. And all oh. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know you're Maybe that's not a Wurlitzer. I don't know. My uncle had one of those. Or like was, a Casio. When I was a kid, it was so much fun. Gee, Dad, it's Wurlitzer. Uh, visceral pain ah. occurs when pain receptors in the pelvis, abdomen, chest, or intestine are activated. We experience it when our internal organs and tissues are damaged or injured. Okay. So how does it happen again? I'm wrong. Visceral pain is vague, not localized, and not well understood or clearly defined. It often feels like a deep squeeze, pressure, or aching. Have, do you guys ever have, so when I've had um, what I deem to be like a, a muscle pain or some yeah. type of, of joint pain or something like that, I can't really tell exactly where, where it is. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time imparting that to a doctor or something. I'm like, I think it's here, but I also kind of feel it back here. And it's just, I, it pisses me off. I wish I could say exactly where the pain is. Like, like my knees, I don't have much um, flexibility in my knees because right. I get a pain if they're bent too much. But I, it's just in there somewhere. I can't tell you exactly where in my I, knee I'm, it is. I can locate it yeah. uh, for the most part. I, I, I've never, uh, but I could very well be wrong when I'm locating it. Mm. I had one of those pains. Uh, I was going to bed a week or so ago, and it, it felt like I was having a heart attack. I was yeah. clearly not having, and I knew at the moment that I was not having a heart attack. Was it but gas? It, yeah, I'm sure that it yeah. was. But it was like as, as I lied down on, on the bed, and like it was right where my heart is. And I'm like, oh, do I have to fart? And then yeah. it turns out, <laughs> that's all you want, though. There is well, a, 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 the medicinal fart makes a big difference. It does. All right. Well, of course, we speak about medical conditions. Doctor Mike Sirigliano, Fox 29 and Pet Medicine is on the line. Hey, Doctor Mike. I never know what I'm going to hear. In, you know, I'm I'm in. I have a patient getting ready for me to examine them, and I hear this. So, why do you think, Preston, you had? Uh, propofol when you had your colonoscopy. Because it Not hurts. because it just, you know, it's painful, man. Okay. And, and, and if you mess with your intestines, and you, you can have significant amounts of pain. Uh, and, and so that's why we give uh, propofol to sedate people. I've only had one patient in 30 years that ever was able to have a colonoscopy without any kind of anesthesia. Uh, and and that, that was a manly man <laughs> uh, because you can really have pain. All right, that. so I was way off base saying that we don't have uh, uh, pain receptors in our internal organs. Well, you're not off base, it's just not correct. You know, <laughs> right. You're not wrong, you're just incorrect. You're just, you're just um, and, and, 
Uh, and Nick, I mean, so was the pain up near your heart? Was it uh, yeah. uh, up there? Okay. So remember, I think a couple of weeks ago we talked about, you know, uh, swallowing pills before you go to bed without enough water. Right. Sometimes you can have esophagitis where you have inflate, uh, inflammation of the of the uh, esophagus that can mimic a heart attack. Uh, and, and that can be really, really painful. Now, are, uh, do you have a lot of uh, uh, gaseousness? I no, have, and it was no. it was temporary. It only lasted you know, less than a minute, but it, like, it was pronounced. And, and while it lasted, I was like, "Oh, this sucks." But I figured, you know, that it was going to pass pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, uh, again, uh, you just have to be careful with pills and things like that because that can really mimic a heart attack. And sometimes when you go into the emergency room, uh, if it turns out you're not having uh, a heart attack or a heart problem, they'll give you a uh, what's called a GI cocktail. And that is something to kind of calm your esophagus and your stomach down. And you can also have stomach ulcers and gastritis. That can cause pain. So you have nerve receptors all over the place. Mike, uh, when, when I was a kid, I had uh, appendicitis. I was 14 years old. And that might have been the most pain that I've ever experienced, like internally. Where where does that pain come from? Well, it, it not only do you have uh, uh, nerve receptors and nerves in the intestine itself, but when you have appendicitis, that is inflammation, and it can lead to a lot of unhappiness around the appendix. In fact, if it perforates, uh, you can have a development of an abscess uh, and peritonitis, which is really, really, really not good and really, really painful. Interesting. So, so, uh, 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 right. so, uh, Preston stands corrected on the on the internal pain thing. Uh, is it a more so you get say a, a cut on your arm, the exterior? Uh, it's perhaps more easy to locate exactly where that is. Is it a more generalized pain when it's internal? Well, that's why we do things like CAT scans. Right. So the typical scenario, come, someone comes in with abdominal pain, and, and I was taught, and I teach medical students, that abdominal pain is like chest pain. You can't fool around with it. It could be diverticulitis. That's where you have an inflammation and perhaps an infection in the intestinal wall. Right. Uh, you, you could have appendicitis. You could have uh, gallbladder problems. I mean, it, it goes on and on and on, uh, uh, but the CAT scan is basically... Basically, uh, the way to discern where it's coming from. Okay. okay. All right. There we go. So there you See? go. You can always count on you, Doc. Thank you, as always, sir. Oh, no, I love you guys. We love, love you. you. Doc, Dr. Mike Surreal, happy happy Halloween, by the way, Dr. Mike. Oh, thank you. Happy Halloween. Right. Yes, Steve and I have a <laughs> special bond. We do. Yes, In fact, do. your creatures are up all around the house right now, Mike. I love it. <laughs> love ya. Love all right, see you, Dr. Mike Surreal. Yeah, he's like way into yeah. uh, animatronic uh, uh, statues, essentially, or like figures. Six foot, six and a half foot. I, I have about eight or nine of them in my basement now, and Jason is in the front of the house. He, he gave us, who was the one that used to stand behind Hannibal us? Lecter. Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Where is that? I it's don't know. in the closet. Oh, Here. Is, okay. Hannibal Lecter's in the closet? He's gay, yeah. Can we break him out? I mean, it's Halloween. No, yeah. we don't have to. What? I think he should be. All right. Well, anyhow, that's all I have time to notice because uh, we have other things to get to. So we're going to take a break. We will come back in just a moment. And uh, we have, um, uh, don't forget, we gave away those tickets already, but uh, we're so excited uh, that we have beautiful weather. Well, yes. it might get a little bit rainy. That'll be fine. You know, I'm going to second guess everything I've said so far. <laughs> we're going to take a break and we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. <laughs> What's they? Where was that place, Preston and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh... 
Don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. That is until the internet breaks and we've got bigger problems. Uh, It was in 2009 that uh, our buddy uh, Don McCloskey and his buddies came up with a song called... uh, what was it called? Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Gorilla. I almost said, ain't no stopping us now. <laughs> well, yeah, it's different. Ain't no stopping us now. now. We're, We're on, on the move. Uh, 2008, right? Unstoppable. Was it 2008? Yeah. yeah. No, I think it was 2009 because he references uh, something about Chase. Uh, you, you don't know why I know it was 2008? Nine? I'm sorry, because uh, they have the Harry Callis call of the World Series win from 2008. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, anyway. Oh, um, okay. I thought it was a good luck charm for 2008, and it wasn't. Okay. It, it referenced 2008, which was great. Yes, it does. Yeah. You're right. You thought it was a good luck for char- charm for 2008, but it wasn't? Well, no, because it wasn't in 2008. Right. And then if he made it in 2009, that's when we lost in the World Series to the Yankees. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, but that was, a, that was an odd year. This is an even year. Oh. Yay! <laughs> okay. Casey and the superstitions. I'm sorry, I have a problem. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't like you guys. There's a reason that Casey didn't wear a costume today. Yes. Oh, why? Because I wore a costume on Saturday night, and and the Phillies lost. lost. Yeah. I've worn the I've worn the same shirt. I've been lucky enough to go to three postseason games. I've worn the same shirt to all three postseason games. Wins, and they've won all of them. Yeah. I'll be wearing that damn shirt tonight. Oh, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, he, he had said uh, Don McCloskey had come up with the song uh, "Unstoppable," uh, which was a really cool tune. Yes. I did like it a, a lot. We bark and we bite. Light up the skyline in Philly tonight. There's just no stopping us. Did he say Webster Papa Doppler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That as well. Uh, so they have an updated version of it. Okay. Uh, so let's play some of this. Let's go listen and uh, check this out, Don McCloskey. <laughs>
if it's bread and circus, we the berserkers. Punch the clock and it's time to work. Cause when the time comes, we bang the war drums. Philly high, Philly fire, here it comes. Get crazy, raising hell. They hit it so hard that you crack the bell. We on the road. Nice. Don McCloskey and company uh, with uh, Unstoppable, the updated version of 2022. Sweet. Every song like that should have horns, like a, an entire horn section. Yeah. Like Safe Light Repair. Yes. yes. That's, they, should. Yeah. they have a horn section? They that? should have it. Yeah, you're right. They should put it on. <laughs> <laughs> Safe Light Repair. Safe Light Replace. There you go. There's your horn. Thank you. It's much Wait, let's do it again, Case. Safe. Wait, oh, three, two, one. Safe flight repair, safe flight replace. <laughs> Different horn. I like the other one. Yeah, okay, let's right, try it then. again. Or you can try a really big horn. Yeah, All right, wait. That. Yeah. Three, two, one. Safe flight repair, safe flight replace. <laughs> Horns just make it better. Yep. Yeah, they do. No, you're probably right. Yes, they do. All right. Uh, so, yes, with the excitement uh, around the game tonight... Uh, compounded with uh, Halloween, being Halloween on the yes. same evening, Monday night. Uh, there's a lot going on Monday. It's a just Monday Mondays in general. Just ready to tear it up on a Monday <laughs> night. Monday night, you got obligations tomorrow that really impede your ability to enjoy any of it. <laughs> I know, man. Listen, and with all this, with 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 the game tonight, with uh, uh, it being Halloween as well, we the camp out for hunger starts a week from today. Uh, we have our uh, food trucks and fireworks next Wednesday as well. We're prepping and getting ready for all this stuff. And with the looming potential that you never know, uh, a parade could happen down in that area. And our engineering staff trying to get all of the things, all of the stuff, all the hardware there and set up and ready to go. This is going to be a tough week, man, as far as... Um, you know, lack of sleep and just all that stuff. Hey, listen, it's simultaneously the promise is exciting and amazing. Yeah. It's a good but, problem but to is, have. Absolutely. Yeah. But it is uh I'm a little bit it's a little bit more jarring this time. A the twenty fifth anniversary of the camp out for hunger. Yeah. B back to full camp out. Yeah. And then some. Yeah. So yeah. we have that. Sunday. Burger Brawl and the uh, fillet trunk, fillet yeah. trunk mm-hmm. uh, a, a car show and big donation for um, the, the Camp Out for Hunger. That's all happening in the same area as the Camp Out site is. Mm-hmm. So all that will be going on. Casey, you and I are going to be there yeah. for that. Roll right into, and then, what is it, Daylight Savings Time, right? We're getting back. Or at least we get an hour. We get that an hour. Yeah. That will actually help a tiny right. bit. Because yeah. uh, Daylight Savings Time is on uh, Sunday. Yes. Or, or it's, yeah, Sunday morning officially, like 2 o'clock in the morning whenever it happens. So yeah. we're putting together a lot of uh, prep and stuff for, for next week. But it's it will be so wild just to see everything reinvigorated um, to the level it's going to be. And then, as you said, 
the potential of a big event taking place there. Wow. We don't want to jinx it, but um, Jesus, it would be it'd be one for the history books. Yeah. It already is at 25 years. Yeah. By the way, can we mention the thing that we're doing Monday morning with some uh, former friends of ours? Yeah, uh, yeah, I would this? absolutely, yeah. So there's a, a really cool thing. It was Marissa's idea. She figured that, you know, it's 25th anniversary of this event taking place. Yeah. So uh, to commemorate that, because our first camp out for hunger was when we worked at a station, if you're not familiar, if you are, great. Uh, but it was called Y100, mm-hmm. Alternative Rock Station here in Philadelphia. And so on Monday... We are going to have former members of the uh, Y100 staff join us there for a kind of a small reunion. Right. And so we're hoping to get um, most everybody that uh, that you would know from the airwaves uh, of our time there anyhow uh, back to join us on uh, Monday morning kind of reminisce a little bit it's about, cool. The, about yeah, the It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we also we need to put pressure on uh, Bill Weston right now uh, <laughs> to allow Matt Cord to uh, join us. <laughs> This will be on yeah. the air. He's Matt yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Y one hundred. And yeah. if we could get Matt to come down for a little bit, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, are there other names we can mention already? I wouldn't mention all of them if you want. I, yeah. I don't know all of them. Well, I know that. Uh, well, what, what about Brett? Is he coming? So, so Brett is uh, almost a game time decision because he works at QVC and his yeah, okay. schedule is so kind of uh, out there, and so he's got to be fluid with that. But we got to get Brett. But Hamilton. if Brett can be there, he will be there. But Brett, uh, hopefully, Matt Cord. Uh, Leanne Curtis is going to be there. Leanne Curtis. Ah, very nice. Nights at Y100. I love her. Yeah. Oh, my God. She was the best. Yeah. she it's so um, much fun. Because I did, when I started there, I did afternoon. So she would come on when I was done. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I saw Leanne every day, which was great. And she's bringing a golf cart with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Golf cart. Awesome. <laughs> We're finally getting our golf cart. Yes. She needs to bring her barbecue, uh, her uh, barbecue chicken pizza, too. She- Leanne used to bring treats into us. She which was really? great. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And every now and then when we'd have a jock meeting, she'd show up in curlers, which was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know why, but I love that gal, and I'm looking forward to seeing her again. Uh, but uh, Jim McGuinn's actually going to be there. What? Nice. Yeah. Our former program director, mm-hmm. Jim McGuinn, who's back in Philadelphia working again. That's yeah. awesome. So Jim will be there. Uh, promotions directors, uh, uh, Kelly Gross, uh, Kristen Miller, Patrick Schmidt. Wow. He's coming down from Brooklyn. Wow. The whole collective. A monkey boy's going to try and make it. Oh. G- g- still working with Jenny? Uh, I don't know. Maybe okay. I don't know if I know. <laughs> what about Marilyn Russell? Marilyn is living in Arizona. Uh, and She's a prospector. She is a prospector. Yeah. Uh, it's not going too well over there for her right now with the uh, prospecting. But um, <laughs> she was going to try. Uh, she she may send Matthew in her stead. All okay. right. Her son, Matthew. Yes. Who's awesome. I just texted him the other day. So. Uh, Josh T. Landau. Oh. Uh, John Vaughn is hopefully going to make it. John's, uh, you know, he's he's working. Well, that's a whole collective. That's huge. Yeah. yeah that's much trying. bigger than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, there were, you know, as you know. Yeah. It takes a village. It right? takes a village. No, and, and, and they all a- help put on the, in their everyone's way their the initial the first years of the camp out for hunger, which has now become this huge thing. It's a it's a little bit of nostalgia. Yeah. You know who I didn't ask about was uh, Doug Gabinski. I'd love to see Doug Gabinski. He was our assistant program director. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anybody. But yeah, so that's gonna be on Monday morning. That's gonna okay. kick everything off on Monday morning. I love that. Yeah. yeah. How about the janitor fee? <laughs> Oh my God, Fee! I forgot about him. <laughs> <laughs> that was his name. Uh, what about Jose? What about Jose, yeah. yeah. Yep, Jose was a Y one hundred Y one hundred guy as well. There's a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we can get the gang together for that, and uh, that'll be Monday morning. So if you want to reminisce a little bit and be there for that, we would love to have you. And by the way. Uh, this Camp Out for Hunger is wide open, so feel free. We're not limiting the numbers as we have in the past yep. uh, because of COVID and everything. 
Uh, so if you want to come down, you want to watch the show live and be there as this is all taking place. And don't forget, we have live bands every day. The bands are back. In the morning, and we will, uh, you never know what's going to happen at that event. Sometimes people just show up and they yeah. pop on the air that, uh, you know, celebrity guests that we didn't know about will come by. And if you were there that, that those years in the Adams Mark Hotel and oh, all going man. all the way back to then. Yep. And then if, you're, if, you, if you've never been down, come on down and see what all the hubbub's about. Yeah. Because I think we all need this. Yeah, this you know? is the year to do it. So it's yeah. one week from today. Food trucks and fireworks taking place on Wednesday night. Yeah. Special um, guests throughout the week. Yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, Marilyn, actually, she did say that she is going to try to make it. All right. She what? said, I'm going to try to make it work to okay. be there because I miss and adore you all. Aw. Yeah. That would be the best. Um, I am so nervous about this thing. It's, about camp out? Yeah. Uh, I am, too. Every because there's year. been there's well I, every year it happens most definitely leading up to it are we ready do we have uh, everything in place um, what are donations going to be like this year there's <laughs> so always many, the case there's so many questions what's the weather going to be like you know there's there's a lot of uh, varying factors and I never feel ready for it there's been a couple of years where I'm like all right I'm ahead of the game I'm ready to go this year and there are other years that it's like uh, you know like this the the past two weeks uh, you know. Leading up to last week, I had Rochelle's birthday. I yeah. was f- focused on that, mm. trying to get everything in place for that. And we had friends coming in from out of town. And now you have the World Series and Halloween and all these things. And all this stuff has gotten, you know, all jammed up together. It's all on the bile. So this year, I feel behind. Uh, I'm going to try to use the rest of this week to get into it. Uh, but, I mean, I'm lucky enough to where um, I'm going to the game Wednesday night with a friend. And so that's going to eat up a lot of time. So I'm, I'm, I've got that going. But... I'm just trying to keep my eye on the ball with camp out next week, having this ready to go. But we'll see, man. I was supposed to start in Guys and Dolls on Thursday. Oh, oh no. my God. And um, I have to blow it off. Are you, you're not gonna, <laughs> yeah. You have an understudy. Uh, yeah, I do. Oh, thank yeah. God. Yeah. But uh, sorry, Broadway. Well, my, my daughter is in a, and so that's all this week right now. She's in Tech Week. She's in a play that starts on Mon- on Friday night. And mm. so, like, it, there's just a lot going on she, in my So she won't be part of the camp out? No, she's not going to be. But, I mean, <laughs> when that happens, you know, like, I have to be there as well. No, that's right. Yeah. Kathy, how do you feel about this year? Uh, I'm okay with it. I just uh, don't want to get sick. <laughs> I know, right? That's all I think about every year. No, you, you missed a sick. year. Yo, though I felt like you were still there because you were on a big screen right across from me, which is kind of pretty like cool. Like a giant Like screen. a giant Kathy, like big Kathy's watching. And that turned out to be, that was like, it, uh, you know, right towards or in the midst of of covid when everybody was contact tracing and yeah. all that and my the girl that does my hair uh tested positive the day after she did my hair and it was right before camp out you know what though <laughs> the, the, the whole mindset was regardless we're gonna do it and i'm so glad we did it and did it down there you know no matter how yeah. things were we were able to pull it off everyone put in a lot of work because um you know not missing a year in times where we thought, oh, this we're going to get devastated, we had yeah. some of our biggest years ever. Well, yeah. So, again, that that's why this year is, you know, we're, we're coming back to old ways and then new ways. Some some new tech we're going to employ that's going to make things, you know, much different. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. I mean, no matter what, uh, you know, Philadelphia is an awesome city. And, yes. And by Philadelphia, I mean the entire Delaware Valley. Like, yeah. And so they rally every single year. I've never been sick for for camp out, but I do remember my my in laws used to always have a Christmas party, and was always the Friday of camp out. Seriously? Yes. Oh my god! And uh, one year I didn't get sick for camp out, but on Friday Uh-oh. I came down with something, and I'm at this Christmas party, <laughs> and I'm sitting in a chair in the corner of this living room, 
just shivering. Shiver. I was oh, like, man. this is the worst. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm, like, yeah. I'm not doing this anymore. I've had it at least twice that I've gotten really <laughs> sick during camp out. Last year. sucks. Yeah, last year was horrible. <laughs> I showed oh, up to the party of male ball and battered baldness. When I <laughs> oh, <laughs> was that year? Oh, oh, my God. For oh, those my God. who may not know, and this was... <laughs> we, were, we were at MMR. Yeah, we were at MMR when Casey did this. He had as a... As a <laughs> oh, my God. As a gift to me, he shaved his head... <laughs> Into the male pattern bald, so essentially the big bald spot on top, uh, the the hair there on the sides, and he left his baseball hat on. And at some point, he took it off to reveal. It was I still contend it was the greatest Christmas gift I've ever gotten from anybody ever because it was. Just, we're looking at a picture of it. It was just the best ever. So you are you're sweating, freezing cold at a Christmas party with that hairdo, with that and he hairdo. had a mustache too, uh-huh, right? Yeah, yeah. He had the Doctor Phil. I mean, there what must have been people there. Thinking? Oh my! There God. must have been people there who didn't know, right? So like they yeah. walk into the party. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> There's Casey shivering. <laughs> Looks horrible. What, uh, what's wrong with Casey this year? Is he okay? I think he's balding, and he looks like he's ill. Wow. All right. Uh, somebody has a question for you, Casey, okay. as far as superstitions go. So okay. a question. I've worn my Hawkins jersey most of the playoffs. Uh, was working one game, so didn't wear it when we lost. I'm 10-2 and two with the jersey on. Ooh, do I wear ends. it tonight, or do I change it up since we lost on Saturday? No, you got to wear it tonight. <laughs> what kind of question is that? Yeah, it's a home game. Yeah. Ten, or, 10 and 2. Right. Yeah. Wear it. Yeah. yeah, wear it. But he just feels bad that a playoff game was lost right. while he was Yeah, the it. odds are, are better in it. If you're, if you're talking about the science of the whole thing, right. it would suggest that the data seems to indicate that the shirt will guarantee a win. Should we Should we take some calls and see if anybody wants to ask Casey uh, yeah. super, superstition right. advice on the game tonight? 215-263-WMMR. Yeah. I mean, this is how bad it is. So, the you know, you guys know I get my nails done, my, my yes. toenails. And so I had, uh, I had my... <laughs> Eagles green toenails done, and they were growing really, really bad. And so I, I couldn't get them redone because the Eagles were undefeated. So I waited until the bye week to get them done so that there was a full week. For the effect to wear off. For the effect to wear off. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is – I also ordered same-day delivery uh, Amazon for their last game, not not yesterday, but two weeks ago uh, because the a blanket – I didn't have any green blankets in my house, and right. it was cold, and I needed a blanket to watch the Eagles game that night against the Cowboys. So I found a green blanket on Amazon same-day delivery, right? and they won. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So you, it is the trick to get the right color blanket or to order from Amazon? Well, because, have same-day delivery. And, well, because the only blankets that I had were, like, gray. I'm going to order toothpaste. And there's gray in the in the Cowboys uniform, so I couldn't... Uh, all right. Yeah. All right. This, the, uh, listen, I have an issue, but uh, you know, you're not we, the only one. I'm not the only one. Yeah, I, I have a rally towel that has not left uh, the basement because we took it down into the basement uh, when the Phils were losing in Game One against the Cardinals, and then they scored six runs. So that rally towel has not left the basement. There's also a, a There's clearly a connection. Thank you. Yes, I, I've worn the shirt like I said uh, every time. Uh, okay, here's one for you, Casey. All right. So it's Halloween. I was planning on wearing the shirt as the base layer, but maybe putting a costume on top of that. Is that allowed? No. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. Um, it's a t-shirt. It's a t-shirt, and every time I've worn it to all of the home games that I've been to, they've won. And the it, t-shirt was touching your skin. Correct. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. So costume over top is all right. Yeah, that's fine. All right, but it, Nick. 
you're a fairly logical person. Sure, sure. So what what do you think? Oh, it's all ridiculous. Yeah. But I'm going to do it. It's a butterfly effect, guys. Yes. Yeah. It's 100% ridiculous and 100% accurate yes. at the same time. Oh, I didn't see it. Now that I didn't know. <laughs> Is that as ridiculous and accurate yeah, at the same can, time? Both right. worlds can exist. It's a multiverse. Donnie has a question. Hey, Donnie, good morning. Hey, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up? Do you have a question, uh, superstition question for Casey? Yeah. So I've got a ratty old Yankees jacket that normally when I wear it's really good for them, but so far it's proven to be no-go uh, no versus a fill. Should I be wearing that tonight? Oof. Okay, so did no. you? No, no. But did you wear? Are you a Yankees fan? No. Okay. Why do you have the thing? Why do you have the Yankees jacket? His as uh, my dad. Oh, right. oh okay. okay, okay. Did you wear the Yankees jacket when the Astros beat the Yankees in the uh, ALCS? Yes. Okay, then don't wear it because you also. It's not just a Phillies thing; it's also an Astros thing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, so when you're wearing it, the Astros win. So please do not wear it. Uh, in fact, hide it deep uh, in your closet so that it doesn't ever see the, the light of day until after the series is over. Does that, make, does that make sense to you there? Yep. All right, all right, good. All right, Donnie, there you go. I think we can count on a win. I mean, we've had uh, Brazier in every week, and yep. they continue to win. So clearly, John Brazier brings good luck to the team. Yeah. We're going to have him in tomorrow, I think. Okay. Right? Yeah. Are we having John in tomorrow? Yeah. All right. We have to. Yeah. But that's mid. Uh, uh, oh. th- that's mid series. We haven't done that before. Well, we might have to. We'll just have to make a game time call after the game tonight. <laughs> he has to wear you know? just a bra and hot pants, isn't that the thing? <laughs> that is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me go to uh, Katie. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Great. What's up, Katie? Uh, well, I just wanted to call in about the superstition. Uh, my boyfriend has forbade me from watching the first, second, or third of the Phillies game. Why have so you not that- married this man yet? He's <laughs> Anytime I watch a full game from start to finish, they lose. But if I come in around the fourth inning and start watching from there on, we win every time. Well, Katie, you're, you're talking my language now because, um, you know, I, I have realized that there are that's a situation that exists for me. Uh, the likelihood of a, a team that I support winning when I'm th- watching the game is dramatically low. So I don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and so hopefully that will work. You know, it led to a Super Bowl victory for this town. So yeah, Katie. I mean, listen, it's a long game. You know, so I would, if I were you, I'd skip the first, you know, three innings. Skip the first nine <laughs> innings. Yeah. All right, I will do it just for you guys. All right, no, all do right. it for us, everybody. Do it for yourself. <laughs> you know how you beat yourself you, up if you don't. If you say, ah, this is just. Stupid, and then you do something, and it ends up going asunder. And you're like, <laughs> though every bit of logic, and rightfully so, indicates no. There's no way this could have had any sway over it. You still go, hmm. If only, if only they knew my shirt was in the closet. All right, we'll go to Joe next. Hey, Joe. Good morning. Hi, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, but all right. So you have a superstition question for Casey. All right, Casey. So I'm a Yankees fan, but I really want the Phillies to beat the Trash Throws. Okay. So. My buddy gave me a Philly shirt and hat, and he basically said, if I want to wear it, he don't know, but uh, would it be bad superstition for a Yankees fan to wear Philly stuff just so they would win? Yeah, don't do it. Um, what? Yeah, have you ever worn a this Philly shirt during a Phillies game yet? Has it been game-tested, as we say in my family? I have a game-tested shirt because uh, I w- had to wear something red when I went to a Phillies game. Game-tested shirts jersey. only. Game-tested shirts only. So he's saying it's too volatile. Just go with the one shirt that's already stood up and and uh, yeah. and worked. Correct? If you want to wear that during the series, you can wear it on Thursday when when it's not a game day. 
Okay, gotcha. All right, All right. thank you for your service. You Appreciate go. you, man. Definitive thank you so much. Thank there you, you go. for your service. All right, we'll <laughs> <laughs> Let me go to uh, Tony next with a question. Hey, Tony, good morning. Good morning. How are you all today? Great, man. What's up, Tone? So I have this Mike Schmidt jersey. I took it to one Phillies game uh, regular season, and I haven't worn it in the postseason once. Mm. I'm thinking about busting it out tonight, but I kind of feel weird about it. <sighs> okay, real quick. Uh, did they win that game in the regular season? Ah, no, they lost. They right. lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, Hey, Tone, I'm glad you called. Yeah. Yep. I appreciate the call. Um, Can I ask a question here, Case? Well, I just wait. Uh, yeah. Just don't wear the jersey until the uh, parade, okay? Oh, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Have you, uh, Tony, have you ever seen either one of your parents naked? Not recently. I just for my personal use. But, oh, yeah, you just want you yeah, just yeah. curious. <laughs> Okay, I got. I thought there was some kind of. I know there was no tying. I just thought since we were asking questions. All right, thank you, Tony. Thank you. All right, we'll see you later. Let us know about the parents thing too. Yeah, that happened. (laughs) Yes, my mother naked, and I have a jersey. (laughs) Email Steve. (laughs) You remember one year? Actually, we did it a couple times. Yes, where I and it might have been for some playoff tickets of some sort. I couldn't tell you which team in Philly. Uh, but oh, yeah. it was uh, the first person to send us a picture of them <laughs> yeah, naked yeah. with their grandmother. Yeah, what was I think for? it was Flyers. <clears throat> was it, it? Might, it might have been, it, <laughs> yeah, it might have been playoff or mm-hmm. or Stanley Cup tickets or something like that. And you had to send yeah. us a picture, first person of them and their grandmother naked together. Yeah. And, and we, we got a lot dude, of information. We got we did. people. Was, so yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the Eagles were playing, I, it had to have been the... Yeah, it had to have been the Buccaneers in the playoffs, and it was me and my little brother. And this is the most ridiculous. We were at my friend Kevin's house, and at some point, Warren Sapp did something, and Kevin yelled something uh, at Warren Sapp, and me and my brother looked at him like, what did you do that for? Like, like you completely ruined the game for us. And as it turns out, <laughs> he did. The Eagles ended up <laughs> losing that game, and we blamed Kevin for speaking out of turn. I, it's it's a problem. It's an issue, but I'm not the only one. No, who you has realize it. you have yeah. a problem, but yeah. but uh, now that you're in, you're going to go all the way. You saw the Goldberg's episode where if the if uh, Beverly brought in snacks on the car, stepped on the carpet at certain points during the. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and yeah, Silver yeah. Linings Playbook. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Is in, uh, De Niro's character is insanely superstitious. Yeah, but it's it's funny, and I think maybe. Maybe part of it, and, I, and I've never looked into the science of superstition. Why we, and especially when it comes to sports, why some people feel uh, that that is important. That maybe it's a longing to be a part of the team, yeah. to actually contributing, to actually doing something to ensure a victory. You know what I mean? To actually being a part of the team by uh, maybe yeah. that's how you kind of bizarrely rationalize it. It's, uh, it's how you deal with really not having any sway over it at or all. Subconsciously. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, on Friday night, I was doing this thing where I would push my, my finger into my incisor, uh, my fang. Right. And every single time. It's your bicuspid. And, and then my, flick my bi- your left nut. Right, no. <laughs> no. Okay, hang on a second. <laughs> Because there was a flicking thing that I was doing as well. You're uh, always flicking your nuts, dude. I, I, I see a, it all morning long. So, so, come on. It's there. It's so much fun to play with. I know. Uh, Wait, to flick, though? 
Uh, no, he's picking his more. Oh, right. Yeah, you pick your nuts. You don't yeah. flick them. But every batter that, like, every time there was a new batter, I would switch from my from my index finger to my middle finger. And then in the uh, the final <laughs> inning, I was doing this thing where I would flick on the, because it worked. See, here's the thing. Dude. It worked one time. So if it worked one time, then it had to work every single time. So I went like this. What did you do? All right. Casey, is you're doing that? You did that on the table. I did that or on the on arms teeth? of the recliner that I was on. He would do that flick. Okay, okay. You're out of your mind. I'm out of my mind. This what is, we won on Friday. This is. You're welcome, Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, what were you doing on uh, on this? Yeah, I just screwed up. Saturday, I went to a Halloween party at my cousin's house. I knew I shouldn't have gone. I knew I shouldn't have gone, but I went. It was the anyway, Thor costume. It was the Thor costume. Yeah, never dress up like a Marvel character. Nope. I'd say it always DC if you want that victory. <laughs> I wonder how many different things you could break down in the day that you did differently. What was that? You you fi- you fi- you find one, but well, there might right. have been fifty things you did differently. I you know, wore the exact same thing on Saturday that I wore on Friday. I I woke up on Saturday morning and I put all of my old clothes from Friday back on. Your underwear you too. The, I think my underwear too. Did you wash them? But no. no, 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 no. Okay, no, I did not. So two day old underwear. Yes. Okay. Socks, uh, the whole yeah. deal. But then, before the party, I took a shower, and oh, that's what I know. Damn it. All right. Well, that's, we'll that's just do whatever. It we don't need but, to hear about it. You just fix it. Wait, yeah. you, you've you got took a lot shower, to answer and for. That's it. what did it? I took a shower. I you took, cleaned off all that, I that mojo? All, I took all those clothes off, and then I put fix the Halloween it. costume on. God, Philadelphia, fix I'm it. so sorry. Yeah, well, you're going to fix it now. Yeah. And make it right. All right, why don't we get some other calls here real quick? I think Chris um, is just trying to have sex with his girlfriend. Yeah, I think so, too. You want me to go to him? <laughs> yeah. All right, let me go to Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. My girlfriend, C, is bleeding. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> no, I'm kidding, guys. What's up, guys? That Hi. was the Gary Lauer thing. Oh! His girlfriend had her period. Oh, yes. That's Lauer, a, I, we appreciate the Gary Lauer. No, absolutely. You have a question for Casey about uh, a superstition for the game? Absolutely. All right. So every, all right. So every playoff game so far, my fiance and I have had... I'm not exactly sure how to pose it. Sex, sex. If you will. Yeah. yeah. Saturday night, we didn't, and they lost. So if you're saying if we had a sex with your girlfriend, it might make, it might help? <laughs> is oh, is that the invitation? Yes. Chris, I understand. Uh, you know, again, happily married as we are, but but if you could find someone else, maybe one of your friends to have sex with. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I think that's the best possible scenario. What would you say, though, Casey, in that, you know? Uh, yeah, um, that's isn't that like from Greece too, where you have to do it for your country, right? right. Uh, yeah, so yes, it all comes back to but Greece too. Only if she wants she to. Is, she is almost certainly listening right now. I just wanted to say, Casey Boy says nail her. Yes, how about that, Case? Do you or agree? You should nail him. Is what I. What, oh, she needs to want to do this. How about oh, make, make okay. Love. Yes, yes, make yeah. love. Make love. Just as long as there is a. Uh, 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 Ball gag involved. But if you're saying... Oh, my God. <laughs> good luck, Chris. Yeah, yeah. good luck. Thank Thanks, you. Uh, by the way, Casey, somebody wants to point this out. It was definitely the costume. Didn't you see the Astros being introduced to the Avengers theme on Friday? Uh-huh. Which they did. Oh. Which, by the way, was a good idea by that team. I mean, they ended up losing that game that night, but uh, it was pretty cool, a, a cool idea to do that. Use that music as their introduction. It's it's a great theme, and we took it back from them. Yeah, and we were using the Avengers theme earlier this morning, and so therefore it helped 
win. It's been neutralized. On Friday, it has it hereby been neutralized. Yes. Would you say that that's the, the call? I would hope so. Okay. I don't know. Let me... <laughs> I'm going to go to Jared next. Say, Jared, good morning. Back off, War Child. <laughs> Back off, War Child. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> What's up, Jared? So, I, do, I do sports betting, and um, every every game so far, I've taken at least one or two players from the other team to get a hit or an RBI. Saturday, I was at a wedding. I almost missed my bet, but I only picked Phillies players. Uh-huh. So should I pick some Astro guys to get a hit? Or is that just bad juju all around? What do you think, Case? That's a very interesting mm. question. Mm. Because he would have to take a, a hit. Yeah. But it would be for the for the good of the team. It would be for the good of the team. I mean, listen, here's the deal. The likelihood of the Astros going hitless tonight right. is not likely. So I would go for some obvious ones, right? You know, Altuve. Uh Alvarez, you know, I, I think it's safe to do that, but only if you when in the past the Phillies have won. Did they win game one and you had done that? Yes. All right, which play? Do you, you know what? Just do the exact same bet, bet that you did on Friday night, and then we'll, everything's good. All right, we'll run it. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Good luck to you. By the way, somebody texted in and said, maybe we need someone to sing the national anthem incorrectly. <laughs> did you catch that on <laughs> yeah. Friday night? Oh, no. Oh, no. What? Yeah, he, he messed skipped, up a couple. He skipped the lines. Yeah. And Wait, the who ramp, was it? And the Ramparts we watched. I didn't know who the guy it was. was. a local Houston really, artist. Really good voice. Yeah. yeah. Good singer. But when it went to, and the Ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, oh, no. he uh, he did the, the previous line that he did before. And I was like, oh, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. I feel so bad for people when they do that. You really should have a teleprompter, even though you know that yeah. song, because if you mess it up. He actually sang, oh, Canada. Oh, yeah. my <laughs> God. That's just <laughs> crazy. Veered way off. We stand on guard for thee? That's not even in our national What? <laughs> what am I saying? Well, anyhow, I would like to thank again uh, our friends from Budweiser for giving us tickets, which we gave away this morning to Brendan, a uh, caller from Westchester, uh, and he guessed our fill-in-the-blank contest. He got them right, and he is headed to Game 4 at Citizens Bank Park, courtesy of Budweiser, the king of beers. You can enjoy this medium-bodied, flavorful, crisp American-style lager during all the big games this week. So... Nonetheless, uh, we need to take a break yes. and come back in a second. We've got some B-File stories to get to. And a friend of ours has an event coming up, a charity event that he wants to tell us about. So we'll have him here in the studio. Stay with us on this Halloween morning with the President Steve Show. We'll be right back. Cue the jingle. There it is. It's Kathy Romano, and I've revealed my 2022 Kathy's Fall Activities List. Ten brand new ideas to get you into sweater weather mood. Find the list, which includes helpful tips and coupon codes for all you fall activity fanatics. Posted now on PrestonandSteve.com. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Finals. Got a few things to share with you. We're going to begin with this one. A letter from uh, Wendot City Engineer. I'm not sure what city Wendot is in. Wendovinium. Uh, but their city engineer sent out a letter to residents that warned of a cockroach infestation in a home that is so bad oh boy. that officials had to cancel trick-or-treating tonight in this Ooh, area. Too many cockroaches for Halloween? Yep. It says to prevent further roach migration. The decision, uh, the warning, went on to say, is in the best interest of the citizens. Uh, The city said it is putting up human barricades and signs. God. Not so much to stop the roaches, but to close the sidewalks on the street. 
especially to vehicles and kids in their costumes. Well, can't the cockroaches just call Uber? A resident and city councilman, Todd Hanna, whose name is at the top of the letter, along with other officials, independently verify the letter's accuracy. And Hanna said it's no fault of the city, explaining that the infestation came to uh, light a few weeks ago when the city's waste management picked up a load of garbage crawling with bugs outside a home that has since been vacated. Hanna added the city is desperately trying to dig... To uh, get rid of the pests, but they haven't been able to do that. Think yet. of the level the infestation must be at. Yeah, for this to happen. Yeah, if you're going to shut down Halloween yeah. for an area, because it's got to be really, really bad. All right, here's one of my favorite stories of the weekend in Florida. A middle school teacher was arrested Thursday after he was spotted in public completely naked and committing sex acts. Jesse Schroeder, who is a social studies teacher in a middle school was spotted with his pants down outside a condominium oh. complex. Hi, how you doing? Deputy said... I'm matriculating. Schroeder was spotted by a neighbor neighbor while he was walking with no shirt and his pants pulled down towards his knees. The neighbor told authorities Schroeder's sexual organs were exposed as he walked around her parked vehicle. Schroeder then continued to expose himself as he walked out in the parking lot and headed towards an adjacent road. When he returned, authorities said Schroeder was completely nude. Mm. Surveillance video showed the 39-year-old teacher walking around the apartment complex completely naked. <laughs> authorities said that Schroeder could be seen holding, and this is my favorite part, and rubbing his exposed genitals on the railing of the condominium stairs and thrusting his hips against a pillar of the apartment oh building. Oh, my God. When Schroeder was asked to... I'm ex- very lonely. What a lunatic. When Schroeder was asked to explain his behavior, he told authorities, I cannot explain it. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that he has a beloved uh, Peanuts character, uh, Schroeder. The piano player. Mm. The body of an Irish woman who emigrated from Ireland to the U.S. fell from a helicopter as it was flown home to her native island in County Galloway. There you go. Mary Fullen has emigrated to the States. Uh, She did that in the 1920s, but wanted to be buried at home. So after her death in uh, uh, after her death in 1967, her family arranged her final flight to the island. The incredible gesture to uh, repatriate her was almost ruined when the coffin carrying Mary's remains was accidentally dropped into a field below from the helicopter. Well, if you drop her from high enough, you don't have to bury her. The incredible, uh, the remarkable story of uh, Mary Folan's last journey reached national fame in 2019 when a resident uh, had spread the tale to uh, a documentary company who are now in turn telling the tale in an upcoming documentary uh, in Ireland. Uh, meanwhile, the helicopter company collected Mary from a Shannon Airport and had, uh, this is how it happened in the first place. Sure. And attached her via the sling to the helicopter. Shortly after takeoff, the sling opened and one end of Mary's coffin plummeted to a field below. Sorry about that. Uh, the helicopter had only traveled a few kilometers. There's a spinal column and a skull. You're going to need that. Uh, from Shannon Airport, where a part of the sling had failed. The coffin. Six of the ten toes. Uh, landed in uh, Paradise uh, County, Clare. So that had to be not much. I mean, if she passed away then, there wasn't much to transport. Yeah, I don't know. I right. don't know. It landed in Paradise. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. A good spot. <laughs> uh, a Colorado train passenger helped lead to the rescue of a missing, injured hiker after she spotted her through a train window. That's uh, amazing. The passenger was riding Colorado's Durango and Silverton narrow gauge railway. 
uh, when she spotted the hiker through the window and alerted the train conductor. Ooh, look at that! Uh, the hiker, <laughs> a woman from New Mexico, went missing after she began a hike on the Colorado Trail. She left the trail and headed along uh, the Animals Riverbank, where she fell, breaking her leg. She spent two nights injured in the wilderness. Oh, man. Uh, apparently, she had uh, no food, very little water, no survival gear. She only had shorts and a tank top and survived in 20-something degree weather. After the second night, she managed to find a high-visibility spot on the riverbank and flagged down the passing train. Two train uh, staff who were also trained medics crossed the river and stayed with the hiker until the Silverton Medical Rescue Team arrived. The odds against that happening? I mean, you know, train passing by and, and catching someone's attention? Yeah. It is a tourist train. It's like, you know, it goes kind of slow. Oh, does it? Oh, Durango okay. And Silverton, I'm yeah. thinking of like a high-speed <laughs> No, it's, it's like an old-school <laughs> train, but it's a, it's a really neat thing, actually. My dad's always wanted to ride on that because it goes back into this amazing scenery yeah. that you can only access via the, the rail. I was there this summer. It's, it's a really cool spot. Uh, so the operation was complex. Apparently, the search and rescue team were flown in on a helicopter. They used ropes to transport the injured hiker across the river. Virtually dropped her. Yeah, thankfully it wasn't the same one in Ireland. Uh, then a helicopter flew the patient to a nearby hospital. Sorry about that. Uh, the search and rescue team uh, were transported out of the riverbank area on a small train. And but yeah, it's amazing that they managed to actually see her out there and were able to slow down. And pick her up. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. All right, we have a uh, guest here in our studio. He's been on before, uh, not only to promote this event, but he uh, used to be somewhat of a member of our program. Yes. He was, uh, well, in fact, we have a clip of him, uh, Casey, which uh, we'll always know him for, which is this one. Wait, wait, where? Oh, here it is. As you can imagine. That's (laughs) our buddy, Ben, who is here this morning. Ben Woodring <laughs> is here this morning. Hey, Ben, how you doing? I'm all right. <laughs> uh, and I'm ben, doing better. Uh, ben is here to talk about uh, this charity event, which you've uh, mentioned on the show before, right? Yeah, so I'm on the show every year to promote this. This year it's called Crash Team Raising. Crash Team Raising. So there's a game called Crash Team Racing, and we're like, wait a second. We can do a little pun there. Okay. So we are going to be playing Crash Bandicoot games for 25 hours this year. Yeah. Raising money for Extra Life, which is an organization that raises money for the Children's Hospital Child Life Services Department. So, you know, we help get games in the whole... Not the hotel rooms, the hospital rooms. Yeah, no, but that's a wonderful thing. You've done that. Yes. Because, obviously, there are a lot of kids, especially like a chop, you know, who who are there. And, and then, you know, they're, they're there. And they they've, to have this... Ability to play these games and have fun and put these systems in there is is a wonderful thing, you know, to, to just give them something to do and now to compete and all of that stuff. So it's very cool. And, and over the course of, of years, how much has been raised? Because well, you, you've been very fastidious in making sure this gets done every year. Yeah, so last year we had our biggest year ever by far. We raised 26000 last year. Whoa, that's amazing. Yeah. So we set, like, our goal to be fifteen, and we're like, we're, it, it's still going up. What's going on here? Right, right, yeah. Yeah, just 26 is where we went up last year. So That's this year, amazing. We're up to 85,000 lifetime totals, I think, this year. Break 100? Might, might hit 100 grand. Yes. Okay. All right. That'd be I, sensational. I did not know that we were talking about these numbers. I thought it was much lower. That's huge, dude. Yeah. we Every year, the community just blows us away with their generosity. Like the COVID year, we thought, no, this is going to be a lower year. One of being our biggest year ever at that point, I'd like about twelve thousand. Wow! Okay. So you, people can log on and and uh, and watch these different games being played, and it's Crash Bandicoot. Yes. Yeah, so we have a um, easy link. It's at crashteamraising.com. dot com. That will take you to a page where you can donate. You can watch the stream and 
We had some raffles. As you can imagine. <laughs> You knew it was coming. <laughs> Anytime you pause, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting right for the right moment yeah. to put that in. So, you know, as you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, one of my guys who hosts with us has on his soundboard too, so <laughs> I can't escape it now. And so he's using imagine. it as well. Uh, so, uh, what what do you need uh, people to do? How do they tune in and watch this? What are they doing while they watch? And how do they donate and all that stuff? So, go to CrashTeamRaising.com. That will take you to the page where there will be an embedded video player. You can watch us play the games. You can make donations while you're there. It's super easy. You can use PayPal or whatever is easiest for you. Is Apple there any uh, interactivity amongst with you guys or no? Sure. You can leave okay. messages for us. We read every message on the air. And... If you donate certain amounts, we'll do certain things. So last year we had an air horn hidden in the houses, and if you donated a hundred bucks, the designated person will blow the air horn and scare everyone. Okay, okay. so right. it's, it's, it has sort of a, a twitch vibe to it, correct? Very much. Okay, so, so you know we're chatting the whole time about everything because you know you got to fill twenty five hours with something, yeah. right? And, and you're also you have giveaways for people who are donating, possibly, yes, we right? Do. So last year we had a big one. We secured a PlayStation Five. Yeah. Wow. Nice. The coveted. So we got another one this year, but we went a little crazy this year. We got an Xbox Series X, an Xbox Series S, and we had the Xbox Series X mini fridge. So folks were joking when the Xbox Series X came out, like, looks like a fridge. And some yeah. company was like, well, screw it. Let's make a fridge out of it. Right, right. right. So I got one of those, and we're going to have Xbox gift cards to give away, too. So That's a good amount of stuff. If you donate, you're entered into these raffles. Excellent. All right. And so it's on Saturday, and it starts at noon. And this is going for 25 hours this time. Right, around. because the clock dials back. Right. Oh, so, yeah. Ending at noon is really ending at one. Right. If you don't turn the clock back. Okay. You made it a big success, man. You guys should be very proud of yourself that you've been able to raise this yeah. kind of money. And, and that uh, obviously there's a lot of gamers out there that would be uh, very interested in this. And even if you're not, you can still go to the site and donate, correct? Correct. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, anything else you want to add or is that good? I think we covered it all. I think I have. As you can imagine. imagine. (laughs) We've done it all. Nice. Uh, Excellent. Well, listen, congratulations on the success so far. far. Let's get it to 100 grand. Yes! Total. Uh, So that's uh, this Saturday, and we have the details at uh, WMMR.com. So cool. You good otherwise, man? Doing better. Yeah, because you guys reported earlier this year that my dad passed away. Yeah. That... It's always chaotic when that kind of thing happens, and we're finally getting to the other side of everything being settled. So, but you know, I, yeah, it's getting better. He's got to be proud of what I know. He's proud of, of what uh, you're doing with this. You're, you're you're paying it forward, which is a wonderful thing. Yeah, he was skeptical of a lot of charities, but this was one he truly believed in. Okay, so nice, good for you. Well, it's good to see you, Ben. Good luck with everything. Thank you. All right, Ben Woodring, Yay! guys. As you can imagine, go Phillies. It's yeah, a great yeah. event, and yes, go Phillies. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in just a second. We get to lesson, question, trash, music, news, and more. Stay there. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR. Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're playing nothing but cover songs today. It's kind of our musical mask for Halloween. And I've had been fun doing that. I've been having fun doing that. You know who else is having fun? Brendan. Yeah. Westchester. 
who won tickets to Game 4, courtesy of our friends at Budweiser. We gave those away earlier this morning. We thought we would still have people guessing. No. At this point in the not show. Not so much. Brendan grabbed it in the 8 o'clock hour, and he is headed out tomorrow night to the game, number 4 at Citizens Bank Park. So thank you to Budweiser, the king of beers. Enjoy this medium body, flavorful, crisp, American-style lager during all the big games that are happening this week. Uh, it being a Friday or Monday, but it feels uh, a little Friday vibe because we do have Halloween and we do have the game and all these good things taking place. Uh, we have some other stuff to give away, including a lesson question today. We have a pair of tickets. See, Paul Reiser is going to be at uh, the Keswick Theater on Friday, November 11th. He's great. Paul's had his turn in some scary stuff. Sure has. Aliens. Stranger and Things. Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the question that we are going to ask you this morning is, in the Civil War, which candy item helped bring some soldiers back to life? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Were you listening and do you know? We want you to call in and win those tickets to see Paul Reiser at the Keswick Theater on November 11th. And the question again, in the Civil War... Which candy item helped bring some soldiers back to life? Call if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Family and Company Jewelers. Head to the Viraggio Bridal Sale, November 3rd through the 5th. For huge savings on Viraggio and engagement rings. You can save hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars at South Jersey's Diamond Destination. What's happening this morning, Steve? Well, Martha Stewart suggesting she might be into dating Pete Davidson. Uh, Clean Freak Stewart says the well-endowed Davidson would be able to reach dust bunnies in the back of her vagina. Oh, my God. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> the Palm Springs home where Elvis and Priscilla Presley honeymooned and vacationed just sold for $5.65 million. The four-bedroom estate reportedly still has the very same crib Priscilla slept in. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, Hunter Amber Rose Barnes, who mistakenly shot and skinned a Siberian husky she thought was a wolf, has been charged with a crime. Barnes is deeply remorseful and says she never saw the sign that said Westminster Dog Show. Mm. <laughs> That's your Hollywood track. Uh, we'll go to the phone and see if we can get an answer to the lesson question today in the Civil War, which candy item helped bring some soldiers back to life. And we will go to Joseph, see if he knows. Hey, Joseph, good morning. Hey, good morning. All right, buddy, which uh, candy helped bring some soldiers back to life in the Civil War? Oh, the pure sugar candy corn. That's yeah. the one. One moment, Joseph. Going to give you a pair of tickets to see Paul Reiser Friday, November 11th at the Keswick Theater in Glenside. Tickets are on sale now via AXS.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. Brought to you this morning by Lincoln Mill Haunted House. You're brave enough to explore the horrific history of Lincoln Mill Haunted House. Open every Thursday, Friday and Saturday through November 5th. Hmm. Uh, tickets at LincolnMillHaunt.com. Well, we lost a legend. Jerry Lee Lewis passed away on October 28th, just short of a month after celebrating his 87th birthday last September 29th. Uh, Lewis died due to complications from pneumonia. At his home in DeSoto County, Mississippi, south of Memphis, Tennessee. Jerry Lee's nickname was The Killer. He actually received that nickname way back in high school. 
And he came of age as part of the legendary Sun Records roster in the 1950s alongside Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, and Carl Perkins. Although he grew up with similar influences as his label mates, his music had a much harder edge to it. His acrobatic piano playing, much like his personality, was rowdy and dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. That was the thing about it. He seemed like on the edge. Uh, as opposed to some of the other rockers of that time. Well, the movie uh, Great Balls of Fire supposedly captures a lot of what he was about. and he, he, he uh, There were a lot of antics on stage that he was very aggressive. Earlier this month, the killer was finally inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Uh, too ill to attend the ceremony. Hmm. Uh, old friend Chris Christopherson personally presented the coveted award to Lewis at home. So he did receive that. Uh, with the 2021 death of the late Don Everly, Jerry Lee Lewis stood as the sole surviving rock and roll pioneer, having outlived Don's brother Phil Everly, Fats Domino, uh, Little Richard, Chuck Berry, Bo Diddley, Buddy Holly, Eddie Cochran, Gene Vincent, Carl Perkins, and the king himself, Elvis Presley. He was the last man standing. Wasn't he related to Jimmy Swagger? Yep. Yeah. Yep, he was. Uh, Jerry Lee saw only three songs hit the top 10 of the Billboard Hot 100 during his career. Though his debut single, Crazy Arms, didn't cause much of a stir. Uh, his 1957, Whole lot of Shaking. Uh, Huge. Big hit, yep. Great song. And I can still enjoy singing along to this sure. song. It's just good stuff. Uh, it was a record that broke through for him. The song first sold 100,000 copies in the South, and then he did an appearance on the Steve Allen Show, and that catapulted his sales to $6 million. <laughs> it certainly helped. Uh, of course, Great Balls of Fire, another 1957 hit for him, and sold more than 5 million copies. A whole lot of shaking going on, and Great Balls of Fire were simultaneously in the top five of the pop country and R&B charts. What about, uh, he did the original version of We've Got Tonight, right? Oh, I did not know that. No, I don't think so. Uh, in 1958, uh, Jerry Lee saw a third record hit the top ten as Breathless became a uh, number seven hit as well. That's a great song as well. Unfortunately for his career. <laughs> this is the cover, Bob Seger's cover. I know you uh, unfortunately for his career, he was the subject of popular scandal as well. The fact that he married his 13-year-old cousin in 1957 oh, man. cost him the respect of many fans and forced him to cancel a U.K. concert because the fans were so outraged. Uh, since then, he remained, uh, or I'm sorry, he remarried several times. I think Nick had said seven times. Uh, and endured well-documented battles with the IRS, drugs, and health problems. He had to be dissuaded one time. Um, his manager caught him in the throat. He was actually proposing to a baby. Oh, no. And uh, it was just, uh, no way. He was inducted into what are you the doing? Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, in its first year, 1986, yeah. which is fitting. He's one of the originals. Uh, he's been a major influence on a number of performers, including Bruce Springsteen, who backed him up at the concert for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1995. As well as John Mellencamp, Creedence Clearwater Revival, Elton John, Billy Joel, Jeez. among others. The Beatles were huge fans yeah. of uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, Ringo Starr uh, tweeted out, uh, God bless Jerry Lee Lewis, peace and love to his family. As well as uh, Mick Jagger said, God bless you, Jerry Lee, your songs lit up my life. Keith Richards, Rod Stewart, Elton John, John Fogarty, 
uh, all the greats had uh, have issued statements uh, saying uh, what a tragedy it is, but what a great legacy he left behind as far as uh, amazing rock and roll music and his influence is still felt today. Green Day's Billy Joe Armstrong and Mike Durnt played a 36-song set with their side project, The Cover-Ups, at the Moroccan Lounge in Los Angeles on Friday night. Spin reported that the cover band uh, promoted the gig as a costume party and dressed as different characters while playing songs like Bauhaus's Bella Lugosi's Dead, oh, great song. The Misfits, Where Eagles Dare, in addition to tracks from The Cure, Ramones, Cheap Trick, Veruca Salt, Nirvana, and David Bowie. The band also included a tribute to the late Jerry Lee Lewis with a cover of Great Balls of Fire. Hailstorm will release the deluxe version of Back from the Dead on December 9th. According to the band's Instagram, the updated track list will include seven new songs, most of which were created in the early days of writing the band's fifth studio album. Uh, They wrote Friday, we are incredibly stoked to be able to give to you these songs uh, and one of the seven is out now. It's called Mine, and you can listen whenever you stream music, wherever you stream music. Coldplay's broadcast on Friday night show at Buenos Aires River Plate Stadium uh, reached a record-breaking number of countries for a live cinema event. According to a press release, the band's performance was seen by 81 countries around the world. Uh, in addition to playing classic hits from their careers, uh, Coldplay were joined on stage by Jin of BTS, uh, for the debut live performance of The Astronaut, Jen's new solo single co-written by Coldplay. Uh, the band had previously collaborated with BTS on My Universe. And then one last thing. Iggy Pop has dropped a new single titled Frenzy. And it features uh, Duff McKagan and uh, Chad Smith on it. Huh. Yeah. Uh, according to the Ultimate Classic Rock, the new track from Pop's still unnamed next album, was produced by Andrew Watt, who's recently been behind the boards for Ozzy Osbourne, Eddie Vedder, and Elton John. Has Iggy um, put a shirt back on yet? Nope. Okay. Uh, in fact, uh, he mentions that. So Watt, whose label Gold Goldtooth, uh, will release uh, Pop's new album, also uh, contributes guitar to Frenzy. Uh, Iggy Pop said of the hard-driving new track, he said, Being stalked by a socio is a great way to fire up the blood. I'm the guy with no shirt who rocks. Andrew and Goldtooth get that, and we made a record together the old-fashioned way. Uh, the players are guys I've known since they were kids, and the live music will beat the s out of you. Have a great day. So he's got music out. There yeah, yeah. Uh, that is the last item up for bids. On the new Price is Right. On the new Price is Right and Music News. All <laughs> right, with that, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, wrapping up the show. We have a new Word of the Week prize. I'll tell you about what that is. Get the letter of the day. In just a sec or two, so stay with us. We'll be right back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Steven's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Steven's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A lot of great covers on the uh, show this morning. Very cool. Courtesy of Casey, as he came up with those masked songs, cover songs, uh, for Halloween morning. 
And uh, very enjoyable, by the way. Um, so as we are coming to a close on uh, Halloween morning, I would like to thank uh, a guest we had on the show today, Mr. Shane Victorino. Yeah. The ho- Flying Hawaiian is in town. Uh, Gotta he, figure that's a good luck charm, right? Yeah, he took a, uh, a red eye in. He gave us a call. He's excited to be here. He's going to all three World Series games here in Philadelphia. Yeah. And uh, he's fired up. He feels good. Didn't really ask him for any predictions or anything like no. that. Uh, but just taking his, you know, his... Uh, uh, his side of, of what it's like being out there and, and, and being at it and being a part of it. And it was interesting was cool. to hear that dichotomy of, of from the fan side. Yeah. And he, he was having some revelations as to what it's like to be the spectator. Yeah, he says, I get it now. <laughs> yeah. That's essentially what he said a couple of times. Yeah. I get it now, yeah. I get it, you know. But, uh, yeah, he just says, get out there and... You know, play like a kid is kind of what you're trying yeah. to do. Play the game, which is uh, which can be fun. Uh, but, uh, no, it's nice to have uh, Shane on. We haven't talked to him in a while. Uh, and our buddy Ben was here. For ben. Benjamin Woodring is his name. And he is part of this event called Crash Team Raising. 24-hour hour charity stream for Extra Life, which uh, they raise uh, funds for kids in the hospital. And a lot of what they do is get... Video game systems set up for these kids while they're in the hospital. It gives them some entertainment. That's great. To take them away so from great. Them. Yeah. And they've raised a fair amount of money. Yeah. Um, last year, like $26,000. Grassroots uh, organization. So you can go to crashteamraising.com or do a search on YouTube as well and find it. But it's coming up on Saturday. <clears throat> and it's 25 hours long. So it's a marathon, kind of like you were saying, a Twitch thing. Yep, yep. Uh, where they play games and uh, and talk to the peeps. So it should be pretty cool. Hi, Pierre. How you doing? Good day. How do you spell raising in that case? R-A-S-I-N-G. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if it was like R-A-Z. R-A-Z-E. Okay. Raising a, a building. Right. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Nope. Okay. R-A-I-S-I-N-G. Right. How was your weekend, man? Very pleasant. Thank you. Wonderful. Yes. And Good. yours? Uh, it was really nice. Yeah. Good. Very enjoyable. Marvelous. Got up, played some golf, hung out with some friends, had a good time. I did some golf. I, I played uh, twenty-two rounds. Twenty-two oh, rounds of rounds of golf. Dear Holy God! God. Yeah. You did not sleep this weekend. Most people don't do that in a whole year. I'm a fever. Wow, you are a fever. <laughs> twenty-two yeah. rounds. Twenty-two rounds. Amazing. And and I, they were, I, they liked my birdies. Yeah, how'd you shoot? <laughs> I bird. Your bird. They shot. He shot a bird. Wow. I no, I didn't shoot any birds. Oh. I, I bonded with the birds, but had birdies. Ah, uh, now it makes oh, you, sense. You got it now. Yeah, I totally get it. Well, good. I'm happy to hear that. Should we do the letter of the day? Four. Preston right. and Steve on ninety WMMR. Now the daily letter. I right, the president Steve just brought you today by the letter H as in Hallelujah. God, I'd love to see you swing a golf club. We've got to oh, do that. Really so I know I would. I really would. <laughs> uh, we're going to give away $500 from the Bagster. The Bagster. Yeah, the Bagster is by far the most convenient and affordable way to help with your home cleanup. You go buy it at any home improvement store. You fill it and simply schedule your collection, and it is gone. Clean it up with the Bagster. Mm-hmm. Dumpster in a bag. So we'll give that away on Friday. Get yourself ready for that. What's up with you today? Well, can you believe Camp Out for Hunger is one week away? We were just uh, sort of uh, wallowing in that. Uh, the amazing wonderfulness of it and the uh, the daunting aspect of it. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's I, I mean, that that's somewhat shocking to my psyche, but uh, I was thinking about that. Anyway, on the program today, um, tonight's the anniversary of the fourth and final show at the Spectrum. 
Uh, Nick and myself and Matt were at all four of the final Pearl Jam shows at the Spectrum and the final four shows, in fact. So we'll play something uh, from that. And we will also have our giant annual Halloween block uh, starting at noon and going till how long, we don't quite know. I looked, uh, so, at, I looked at the set list from that night uh, at Halloween on the Spectrum with Pearl Jam. It, it just kept going. Like they, they did one encore, and then they did another encore, and then another encore, and they did Rockin' in the Free World, and Yola Led Better, and they did, like, Rarities, and they, they covered Devo's Whip It because it was Halloween. Right. It was just an incredible night. I can't believe that uh, it was 13 years ago. I know. It's quite wild. I mean, the Devo moment, because, uh, you know, you get distracted at a concert, and all of a sudden, I... I heard this very familiar sound, and I looked back, and they were dressed as Devo. <laughs> and, you know, with the yellow um, hazmat suits and the red flower pots upside down, and they were doing Whip It. And I go, holy blank, where did that come from? That's great. It was really cool. If, if nothing else, we'll play that. Uh, but uh, we will we'll, we'll touch on that. Excellent. Hey, one more uh person or thing uh, or uh, entity I would like to thank is Budweiser. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, and our buddy John Dorenzi yeah, for giving yeah, us yeah, those dude. tickets. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, game number four, and Brendan from Westchester was our winner, so he is on his way. So thank you, thank you, thank you to Budweiser for those tickets. Uh, would also like to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. Uh, the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also, Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors. And Primo Hoagies, uh, wherever you're watching the game, score big and serve in style with Primo Hoagies. Not just a hoagie, it's Primo. Tomorrow on our program, Tuesday, so we'll give away some Preston Steve Inc. Tat Tuesday. And we very well might have John Brazier by here tomorrow as well. It's been a good thing having John in, but uh, we will, um, of course, uh, see if we can make that happen as well and see what else we can dive into. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay, bye-bye. Houston, we have a problem.